episode is brought to you by Warren Wessel Realty. Give Warren a call if you're buying or selling a home. More about that in just a minute. Joining me. That's good to have you back because we didn't have you in the last episode, which really sucked, by the way, Maga Jesse. A guy who's showing his favoritism today's Iowa caucus. What are we going to be talking about tonight? That's right. We got the Iowa caucus. This is actually going to be the coldest caucus in Iowa's history. So uh, it looks like, you know, maybe that's going to tamper down some of the participation. But I think it's going to be exciting to follow these results. Obviously, we already know Trump has won without even seeing any uh, results. Uh, It's just a matter of is he going to get 50 percent? Is he going to get above it? Is Vivek the fake (laughs) going to uh, stop him? I don't know about that, but. Uh, it should be pretty interesting. We got some other big stories. The mask mandates appear as if they are returning. Uh, going to go over the Vivek and Trump drama. Uh, some of the things that went on at Trump's rally. Ron DeSantis also got a participation trophy. So big, uh, big news for him. That's uh, probably the only win he's going to get this entire campaign. And uh, some other big things here to get into. So happy to be here. Yeah, good to have you back, Maga Jesse. Joining us. Good to have you back too, buddy, Mister. Former representative Eric Mortensen. Yeah, I was so excited when I got an invitation to this tonight because <laughs> I gave you shit about the uh, the first Republican debate when I saw you guys were doing this live, and yeah. I'm so excited for tonight. I think it's going to be a night of surprises. We got some big news, so just stand fast on that. We'll get into it a little bit more into the show, but big news story between you and me. Yep. Yeah, it'll be good. It's so coming up. Wait to talk about that. <laughs> Uh, Bridget, the lovely Bridget, reading your comments. Let us know where you're watching from. How you doing, Bridget? I am doing fabulous. And we already have Odd One, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, Brad Ganser, who said he just got back from Dallas. And he said, pretty brutal weather here. The game was pathetic. Now I know what it feels like to be a Bears fan. <laughs> <laughs> just has to get him in. Uh, what what Cowboys, asshole uh, already <laughs> starting in on me. Yeah, Cowboys played Packers, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah Pack- Packers, Packers smoked them, didn't smoked they? Smoked them. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. Brad was at that game. I can't believe he was at that game. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Tucker's here, Jam Teddy, and Dawson. Good. Good to see all you guys. Yeah, uh, in <laughs> yeah. the live comments, let us know who you're supporting tonight. What are your predictions? We'll read your comments as much as possible. If you want to interrupt us at any time, make sure you hit that rumble rant, and we will interrupt our show. By the way, i got to talk about this. There's a lot of moving pieces around here. Action for Liberty is now an independent news organization. We split off of Action for Liberty. No hurt feelings, by the way. But we want to grow this show and do great things. So this is broadcasting in Cherry Tree Studios, which I help run with Dawson, Mr. Deep State himself, the technician, the guru behind the scenes. And um, that's why we have an ad read. So, by the way, Warren Wrestle Realty, I'm telling you what. If you're like me, <laughs> what, what's so funny? No, it's, I've never heard you read an ad before. That is funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing is we didn't monetize the show. We had no idea the show was going to work, Should and all of a sudden we're a year into it. We're like, we got something, and let's let's make the show grow more, right? Which we have to have, we have to have sponsors to make this thing grow, so we can promote this and get the show moving in new directions. And by the way, all you guys at home that watch the show alive, especially, but even after the fact, that's what makes this thing work. I mean, if no one was watching, what would be the point of doing this? So. Anyhow, if you're like me, um, I'm not even going to read this, okay? Here's the deal. I got a realtor. His name is Warren Wessel. Now, I like Warren. I've known Warren for a long time, but it was through politics. He does sing in my church's choir, okay? So that's good. You know, I think he's a baritone. I don't know. 
I don't nice. hear him. He doesn't. He <clears throat> sings very well in unison with the rest of the people in the choir. Okay. That's badass. He is badass. Now Warren, I knew from politics back in the Tea Party days, so he's aligned with you and me. And if you like me, you want to give business to people like Mike. You want to go Anheuser Busch? I don't think so. Target? Eh, I'll go somewhere else. But if you want someone that thinks like you, you go with Warren Wessel. And Warren's also been in the business, I think it's like, what, did he say, 36 years, something like that? I'm only 41, so he's been in business, oh, no, since 1988. I was a youngster back in 1988. So Warren's been in business for a long time. Now, it really comes down to I sold a home in 2000, what was that, 17? And uh, we, we had a baby being born in the hospital Warren four days later comes to the hospital to deliver the paperwork he just sold my home four days and then found us our home we love it so much so Warren Wessel if you're buying a home you're selling a home call Warren I got a number here you want to call Warren at 651-209-0171 and we got it in the show notes on Rumble thank you very much Warren Wessel Warren Wessel Realty okay by that way that's like an alliteration Warren Wessel I know, I guess it's an R, but it's just I almost want to. It almost like rolls together too much, you know. You did really good. We got to give him a new name. <laughs> you did great. Did I do good? Okay, yeah. first one. There we go. Um, all right, so uh, we've got to get into this story here, mass <clears throat> mandates. By the way, we're going to give you live returns as they come in, but the caucus has just started in Iowa. And mm-hmm. Bridget, you were asking what the heck, how these caucuses work was. Yeah, you didn't know. I kind of okay, know. So. I, I mean, I know ours, but I don't know what it, these are actually about. I think people need to understand that, like some states, they don't have any kind of meetings that bring together the political parties, and then other states like Minnesota and Iowa, they actually have an official caucus. Now, the reason you know the Iowa caucus is it's the first time people in Iowa or anyone in the presidential race, at least on the Republican side, can get together and determine who the candidate is of their choice. So it's a big event tonight in Iowa. It's the first in the nation, and it's the first caucus, and then the first primary is technically New Hampshire. Democrat Party, way different. They used to do Iowa, but now they don't. I don't. What is the first one in the Democrats? Well, I mean, what's on the schedule is uh, New Hampshire, but I mean, not according to the DNC, no, because care. the DNC isn't going to count their delegates, so they're telling the Democrats in New Hampshire. So the Democrats are anti-democracy. They're telling them your votes don't matter in this uh uh, Democratic primary election. It doesn't matter who you vote for. Your vote's not going to count. We're going to disqualify your vote. So, uh, I mean, really, it's going to be South Carolina for the Democrats. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so first chance to weigh in on the presidential election, Iowa, uh, Iowa's whatever votes in terms of the convention that will happen. I think it's in August. Or am I getting that mixed up with the Democrats? Which one's in the August one? I think, actually, no, is, is it Milwaukee in July? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Party? Yeah, I would think it. Yeah, it's sometime in that range around July that uh, the RNC convention would be. RNC convention 2024. I am like pretty certain it's July 15th, July 18th. And that is in Milwaukee. OK, my memory serves me correct. All right. So Iowa determines tonight who their uh, delegates for that convention will be. And uh, the polling right now suggests Trump's going to have a good night and the rest is up to your imagination. Latest polls show Nikki Haley's doing okay, but that's based. And when you really dive into the numbers, I think we did this on the show the other day, Dawson, did we do this? I cannot remember. We've done so many shows. 
I think we talked about it, but it's like you go into Nikki Haley's numbers and it's a lot of Democrat and independent supporters. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. So if it's the coldest caucus, as you say, in the history of Iowa, mm-hmm. I mean, like, who the hell's going to go pull off that shenanigan? I'm going right. to go caucus for Nikki Haley. I'm a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine them actually doing this? Right. I, that, that's also another big thing, too, because uh, just the social pressure. Do we think that these Democrats are going to be going out with their, you know, when you go to a caucus, it's your neighbors, it's people in your town, it's people in your city. Uh, do we really think that Democrats or uh you know, are going to try to infiltrate the Republican caucus. It's never been successful. There's never been anything, you know, it happens to a small degree. Anytime, anywhere, there's a caucus or a primary. There's going to be some people who uh, change their party registration just to be able to vote in that. And uh, so there's going to be some of that, but probably not very much because, like you said, like the weather, but also just the social uh, circumstances that uh, if people know you're a Democrat and they say, why the heck is uh, so-and-so here? Oh, they're there to support Nikki. (laughs) You know, that's, that's going to be why they'd be there if they're going to be there at all. But I don't think there's going to be a lot of Democrats that show up to the Iowa caucus or even too many independents. And uh, from what I'm seeing, the people who are most energized to show up to the caucus are the Trump people. And uh, the people who are least energized are the Nikki people. So, uh, you know, who knows where these uh, results are ultimately going to end up, but uh, it's going to be very interesting. Well, you know, there's this theory out there, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this, Maggie Jesse, that the Trump people might stay home, especially because they see the weather, because they think Trump's got it. You know, mm-hmm. all the polling suggests Trump has got this thing in the bag. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But like I said, they're also the most enthusiastic. They're also the people who are most excited for the caucus. Uh, at least when you look at his supporters, I saw one poll that said 50 percent of Trump supporters or a little under that. But whatever it is, 50 percent of Trump supporters are extremely enthusiastic and excited for the uh, caucus. While it's something like 20 percent for DeSantis, 9 percent for Nikki. Uh, so it just shows that uh, who's more riled up, who's more excited uh, the Trump base, the what, MAGA people. What's the Navganator comment? That's good. Um, Navganator says, well, there's two. Is this, it's actually not Navganator, though. Oh. It's Navganator. Um, is this a dry evening stream? Where's the alcohol? And then he goes on to say, Fox already called it for Nikki hours ago. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. That's <laughs> great. Yeah, where is the beer? What are we doing here? I, I got know. beer in the fridge if you guys want All right, beer. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm getting beer. beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, you need beer to get through that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we stopped drinking after that uh, episode with Tushi. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, I don't know what to think of that. Here's the deal. Um, in my opinion, I just can't see Trump not winning tonight. I mean, is that? Yeah, is, it, it, it's already a done deal. I mean, but you hold know. on. If if he gets under 50, that's a storyline, right? Yeah, that, that's what the media is going to run with. And uh, I mean, I think he's going to he, he's uh, going to overperform. The polls, uh, as per usual, the polls are lying about Trump. They're always underestimating him. And, uh, you know, especially with Nikki, they want to inflate uh, her numbers by including these Democrats and independents who are not actually going to go to the caucus in these polls. Uh, So that's the only reason that her numbers are up there. But, uh, you know, maybe it's going to be the case that some Trump people say, you know, Trump's got in the bag. I don't need to show up. Uh, But. That just goes to show that his his support is so widespread that 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 would be the reasoning. Well, all of these uh, other candidates, they need to have a good performance tonight. Vivek, if he doesn't have a good performance, he's in trouble. DeSantis, he is dead in the water if he doesn't do good today. Uh, Nikki Haley, what kind of case can she sell to New Hampshire if she uh, doesn't come out of this looking good? So uh, all of them, it all hinges on this. You know, it's got a lot of of trouble for Trump, too, if he doesn't perform as well as we want. But... uh, yeah, I see. Uh, I see all of them in a very uncomfortable situation with this. Yeah, and it's interesting because uh, Haley's actually doing well 
Uh, you can go to Real Clear Politics and look this up. In fact, it looks like they're going to have the results in Real Clear Politics now as well. But Haley's been doing very well in New Hampshire, according to the polling recently. Um, I'm just pulling up real quick. It shows right now the Real Clear Politics average has Trump at 43% and Haley at 29%. Christie at 11. Christie's dropped out, by the way, but he's still pulling at 11. DeSantis at 6.5 and, and Ramaswamy at Five. That's the real clear politics. Mm-hmm. The latest polls show. Now this was closer. Okay, so latest polls right now are showing Trump in the mid forties and Haley in the high, right around thirty. But we talked about a CNN poll that showed um, Trump at thirty nine and Haley at thirty two, which was concerning. And then Christie was at twelve, and being that he dropped out, um, one might assume the anti-Trump vote goes all Haley. In Iowa, the Real Clear Politics average has Trump at 53%, Haley at 19 DeSantis at 16 Ramaswamy at 7 and Asa Hutchinson, who I guess apparently is still in, at 1 Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I want to talk about mass here, but just real quick, because we're still – I mean, people are just starting to caucus right now in, in Iowa. Mm-hmm. What are your guys' predictions? You made a bold prediction today, Moore. I think you're so I saw this. someone with a more bold prediction earlier. But What's your <clears> bold <throat> prediction? Then you talk about the wacko bird that had a crazier one. What's mine? What's your What's your bold yeah. prediction? So my bold prediction, I mean, I was, I hate to admit this, I pretty much lived on Twitter over the weekend. <laughs> like, no joke. I just was consuming content and seeing, watching Trump, who hasn't posted on Twitter since August. He's clearly going to live in true social, which I think is a mistake because I think there's been a flock of conservatives that are coming back to Twitter 100%. since Elon Musk you know, bought it up. And, and liberals are abandoning Twitter, like the Speaker Hortman abandoned Twitter. I don't know if you saw that. Weeks ago, she yeah, just said still can't to the old, bye-bye, I'm leaving keeps social me up media. More. It keeps me up every night <laughs> Yeah, about that. So I think it's a mistake for Trump to just say, screw Twitter and live on in his echo chamber and in true social. And I think Vivek is surging. Like, the guy did, like, 300 events. He's all over the place. He's on Jake Paul's podcast, the Crassen cast or whatever the hell their yeah, show those, is. Those weirdos. Yeah, the guy's everywhere. And uh, I think Vivek is in for a very good night. I think Trump has – I think he underperforms. And then I, I'm kind of with the polls when it comes to Haley and um, DeSantis. So my prediction is Trump, 40%. Uh, Vivek, 25%. You're over there laughing. No, I'm I laughing hope this at comes Jesse's true. Face. Oh, he's holding the back. <laughs> yeah, face I, is great. Yeah, I just got big eyes at that one. Trump forty, <laughs> Vivek twenty-five. Okay. Yep. And then I've got um, Haley at twenty, which I think was about she's pulling at. Yeah. And uh, DeSantis at fifteen, and I guess I haven't put any numbers behind the other clowns because they just don't matter. No, they mm-hmm. don't. All right. Like, why does Trump attack Vivek the other night? It's interesting. Like, you know, you don't punch down in politics. Why do you care about a guy at five percent? You just ignore the guy. It's Trump. Well, it is Trump. He's unorthodox. But still, why waste a second of your time worrying about a guy at 5% if he's really pulling at 5%? Mm-hmm. I guess. What are, your, what are your thoughts? Give us your prediction there, uh, Yeah, Jesse. I, I got a different analysis there. I, I think uh, it's going to be Trump at 52%, uh, Ron at 20.5, uh, Nikki at 16, Vivek at 9, uh, Ryan Binkley at 1.5, and then Asa Hutchinson closing it out at 1. Uh, so... Uh, at least the last two, I'm, that's what I'm just hoping for because I, I don't want to see Asa Hutchinson get any votes. And uh, Ryan Binkley, uh, I got his hat. I might as well just bust this thing out. Believe in Binkley. 
Uh, because let me tell you something. I've seen those hats I, everywhere. That's his yeah. hat? Brian that's Binkley. It. Yeah. Binkley 2024. And uh, it's time to believe in Binkley. Nice and, yeah. Trump and uh, those hats. But let funny. me tell you something. Here in Minnesota, uh, even though even though in Iowa, you can go and caucus for Ryan Binkley if that's who you support. But in Minnesota, David Hand did not allow Ryan Binkley on our Minnesota primary <laughs> ballot. So, uh, you know, it, it seems as if uh, Ryan Binkley isn't even uh, – you know, uh, going to be featured as a candidate. Uh, it's not just the Democrats who want to rig primaries. It seems, uh, it seems like the Republicans are willing to just as much. So yeah, I see it as Trump is going to get first, you know, and the, the whole is Ron or Nikki going to get second place. I don't see Vivek doing it, but, uh, if, uh, if that ends up being the case, you know, that'd be very cool. That'd be interesting. Uh, I'd rather him get second than Nikki and Ron, but, um, you know, I just don't know. I wonder how much of Nikki's support is artificial. I wonder how much is actually uh, legitimate. I wonder how much uh, artificial has lost. in the sense that that they're Democrats. Is that what you're saying? Right, right. Okay. Yeah, artificial in in the sense that they're not actually going to show up to the caucus. And uh, but Ron's been losing a lot of support too. So, uh, but I, I definitely but you got think him that, in number uh, two. What's that? You got Ron in number two. You said. Yeah, I got I got Ron as number two, but I, I could easily see uh, you know maybe maybe Nikki's going to take that number two spot because uh, you know as you guys know in the caucus, uh, once somebody gets eliminated, you know in, in these different caucuses. Uh, you know, obviously, Asa Hutchinson, Ryan Binkley, they're going to be the first ones eliminated. They'll say, your supporters need to go uh, choose another candidate. And then who's probably the next one in some cases, Vivek, and some uh, maybe rural areas, it'll be Nikki, who's the next to go. Uh, so then they all need to, you know, re-choose uh, their candidates. So, uh, you know, some of the results are going to be changing throughout the night. Uh, but I, I think by the end of it, I think we'll definitely see Trump above uh, that 50% mark. I don't think he gets above 50 Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, wager? you're believing in Binkley, so <laughs> yes, believe in Binkley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, he's going to ruin Trump's night. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think by the end of tomorrow, Ron DeSantis suspends his campaign for presidency. Yeah, he looks exhausted. You guys want a beer bet? Is that what you want to wager on? <laughs> yeah, you have to get the next beer if if Trump. <laughs> okay, I can't wait two hours actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Napkin eight says Mark Cuban asked crossover crossover voters to cast. Nikki on X. Did he really? Yeah. Well, <laughs> wow. He's of ruined himself more. Yeah. He, he's in an You know, he, he's just, uh, he's been falling in line on everything. The DEI thing. I don't know if you guys saw yeah. him arguing with Elon Musk about that kind of stuff. It seems like he's just a total. Uh, you oh, know, a Elon total had one of the best ownages of all time on Twitter yeah. is when he was talking about how, well, let's put like a Asian person on your basketball team or something. Yeah. Oh, and no, oh, that wasn't it. It was yeah. something, something and, and like a short Asian woman. Yeah, short Asian yeah. woman yeah. on your basketball team, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Mark Cuban has the whitest team in the NBA. Since he has the whitest team in the NBA, it sounds like he's the one who's not even living up to his own word of the DEI uh, religion. Well, so, NBA, maybe he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's is this team? Bad. I love Shark Tank. Like, I yeah. love watching that show. But yeah, but that's not just him, right? It's like no, it's not. There's, there's, yeah. there's four other liberals on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are they all liberal? I, thought, I doubt it. I thought the lady or someone endorsed Trump. Mr. Wonderful's um, a, a he's conservative. Kind of he's well in California. I mean, California, uh, uh, Canada. He, he is in the conservative party. But I mean, as long as you're not a socialist, you're probably not in the uh, liberal party of Canada. Yeah, Mr. Wonderful was pretty much defending Trump the other day. Yeah, on his uh, New York claim. Yeah, yeah, he said every real estate developer does that. Yeah. So, uh, do you do you have a prediction for tonight? I just lean, I don't, I have no idea. Come like, on, strategically. Bridget. No, I was going to say, I lean towards what you say, though. I think Vivek is becoming, like, becoming way more popular. 
Like, even with me, I'm like, I love Trump, but Vivek is pretty good. You think he's going to get second, though? I think so. That, really? I'm, that's oh with, like, God. zero, like, statistics or anything. That's just my gut <laughs> Well, feeling. that's what more, more <laughs> doesn't have any statistics either. I'm just I'm gobbling just like, up the will. content, looking at body language, <laughs> and Nikki and Ron are putting, like, nothing unscripted on social media, at least on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's all scripted stuff, staged, mm-hmm. and, and Trump is just, you know, he's with his people on Truth Social. I don't think he's – I think people, the conservatives flocking to Twitter – are getting exposed to all these other candidates, but Vivek being a big one who's all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I think he's pulling away support from Trump. Right. And, you know, uh, the full Grassley tour, which, uh, you know, uh, Vivek, he, he's done that twice, which I guess the no candidate has ever done that in the history of, uh, you know, the Republican or Democratic nominations for the Iowa caucus. So uh, he obviously is putting in the work. He, there's nobody working harder on the ground than Vivek. There, you know, you can see it. He's uh, doing the phone calls while he's on his car rides. He's mm-hmm. always working. He 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 seems like he's, uh, you know, staying up to it, staying busy. Um, I agree, and it may be I'm old fashioned, but I think hard work still matters, mm-hmm. and I yeah. hope he gets rewarded for it. Right, and you know, the only other people who have done the full grass leap is uh, DeSantis, and DeSantis was lying. <laughs> I, I brought that up before because he was saying he was the first one to uh, do the full grass leap, and it was Ryan Binkley who did it first. So DeSantis was lying. Uh, you know, trying to trying to make it out to be one thing in Iowa. Uh, so no surprise there. Uh, but yeah, no, I I don't think Vivek's going to get second place. So I mean, it'd be it'd be I nice. That's but... crazy. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but to me, the ground game is going to be DeSantis. So I think Trump. I could see Trump doing 54. I think he'll break 50 because if he goes below 50, that's a storyline. I think DeSantis breaks 20, so he'll be 20 plus some somewhere in there. And then I think Nikki is in the mid-range, 15-ish, somewhere in there. And it really matters if Vivek can break 10. I'd be shocked if he breaks 10, honestly. Now, we're not on the ground in Iowa, so what do we know? But to me, Vivek has got to bring new people in. I don't know if he's inspired people like the Ron Paul movement did in 2012. I was virtually on the (laughs) ground in Iowa, yeah. <laughs> on X all weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm telling you, I, that's what everybody's comparing him to. He just got the Paul. Steve King endorsement. Yep, he got Steve King. Steve Jeff Shipley. Mm-hmm. Does that matter much? He kind of resigned in disgrace, didn't he? I know, but you know the hardcore paleo conservatives, they love him, and so you know he still has a lot of sway. I mean, there's definitely he's burned a lot of bridges in the Doesn't Republican Party. Doesn't seem like the Steve King people would go Vivek. Maybe they would, though. You know, it seems like they're either Trump or Vivek. You know, I, I don't know where else uh, those types would would vote. You know, maybe those types? Ron. What do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah, I mean paleo conservatives. I, I don't have anything wrong with paleo conservatives. I consider myself one. Uh, Candace Owens was campaigning with Vivek mm-hmm. over the weekend. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, listen, if Vivek does very well, I think a lot of people around here would be very happy about it. Keeps things interesting. Yeah, you know, the the only problem, you know, like we've said it before, you know, it's just we can't tell if he's genuine until someone's in there. And, uh, you know, usually in my my gut tells me if I can't tell if someone's genuine, I think that they're not. But, you know, that's the thing. I go back and forth with Vake. You know, sometimes I think, you know, this guy's for real. uh, But sometimes I think, you know, because he's changed his mind on some things. January 6th, he was saying one thing in his book. Now he's saying something else. Uh, But. I hope that he's had, you know, a genuine move to this idea, you know, to his thinking and that it's all legitimate. But for some reason, I, there's just something there I don't trust. I, I don't know what it is, but uh, I can't put my finger on it. And, uh, but I don't know. You just don't know what to Yeah, I was going to say, Cindy Lou says, my daughter is caucusing in Iowa. She's a newbie. 
Tell her to feed us some who's info. That'd be great. Get get some. Yeah, who's she supporting? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who is she supporting? Cindy Lou would be interested. Well, apparently, the, what the, the, the highest say? percentage of wings uh, first is that time. Who else would spell wings like that? Yeah. <laughs> he says, "Sure, Bridget can read comments without slurring, but can she chug two beer or beers two at a time?" <laughs> Let's find I out. I cannot, and I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not <interested>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. let's uh, Dawson. Really, you really quickly pull up uh, line twelve. It's the true social. Donald Trump going after Vivek. Trump attack on Vivek. For those people that didn't see this, a vote for Vivek is a wasted vote. I like Vivek, but he played it too. I can't do it, Trump. Uh, oh, actually, this is his, is this his new attack? Yeah, and then the the okay, first the original is down there. It. He played too cute with us caucus tonight. Vote for Donald Trump. Build up the numbers. In November, we must take our very... Okay, so down below, he said, Vivek started his campaign as a great supporter, the best president in generations. <laughs> this is him talking about himself. Unfortunately, now all he does is disguise his support in the form of deceitful campaign tricks. Okay, so Trump goes after Vivek, then Vivek has a response to this. Will you pull up line 11 there, Dawson, for me? And Vivek responds to Trump. Yes, I saw President Trump's true social post. It's an unfortunate move by his pre- campaign advisors. I don't think friendly fire is helpful. Donald Trump was the greatest president of the 21st century, and I'm not going to criticize him in the response to this late attack. And then he just goes on to kiss Trump's butt. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, good move by Vivek. What do we what do we got in the video? Yeah, no, there? Dawson, it's the Twitter link. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't oh, worry about it. ten dollars. Great hats, more. First a Hawkeye's hat, now a. See, that, that's yeah, why I asked you. That hat. hat was not a Hawkeye's hat. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, show him that hat. That is not a Hawkeye's hat. Just so the record, had on the record show. What? Your first hat? That is not a Hawkeye's hat. Not a Hawkeye's hat. I, I'm a Cyclones guy. <laughs> I wouldn't let a Hawkeye's hat come on this show. <laughs> Do you remember that? Did you know about when uh, Michelle Bachman went to um, the Iowa football game, the Iowa Hawkeyes for Cyclones game, and she had a jersey that was like split in two Hawkeyes and Cyclones. God. Oh, man. Oh, pandering politicians. Is, is that what she was doing? She was trying to have it both ways. Yes. It was the two people playing yes. each other, right? Yes. And oh, by okay. the way, you don't yeah, like either team, so just don't weigh in, right? Yeah, so, right. Has anyone been swayed by a politician because of who they like in football? I'm wondering. Razzle Dazzles is here. I don't know. He's carving the rest of the turkey. Turkey. You having turkey night? (laughs) Dinner at his house. Well, I guess Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker is an example by if you liked him in football, maybe you voted for him. You know, but that that's the only that's the only politician I can think of that you know. I bet I meant like that football team. Like right. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's uh, talk about the big news story here. So, uh, and then we got to talk about some mass mandates. We're still. We're still probably at least an hour from getting some results coming in, so we want to give you some background. We'll continue talking and do more predictions of tonight. But um, so Truth Hurts, uh, we're trying to build this organization, trying to build the show, get it out to new audiences. Um, we're done with that Twitter or that tweet. We don't need that. Or is it X post? Is that what they call it now? Just or call tweets. it a tweet. No, it's, it's just Twitter. Nah. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, big announcement if you're on the Action for Liberty email. We have a new president in action for Liberty, Mr. Eric Mortensen, former representative. Congratulations. Thanks. I just found out. Fun. What the hell? Did you take Should my job? What, they canned me now? I didn't even know. <laughs> What's going on around here? <laughs> We're not going anywhere, right? I I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm <laughs> finally gone. You guys booted me, you know. 
Um, no, I uh, talked to the board, so I got a couple uh, business projects I'm working on. Uh, one of them being, by the way, Truth Hurts. Not like that's a big moneymaker, but we want to make sure we can expand the show. Um, so I asked them, hey, we got to find a good replacement, you know, for this bad president. Uh, we got to find a good replacement. And, you know, there's not a whole slew of, you know, principal liberty people out there. There are not many. <laughs> so, yeah, we were, we, we had to go to the bottom of the, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> No, anyhow, uh, yeah, you, you expressed interest, and when you said that, I was like, yes! So we brought you on in the leadership team in uh, December, and he's doing a good job already, and today he's the president of Action for Liberty, so welcome on board. Thank you. I'm super excited. We've got that caucus video, that, what, that went out on your email, right? That went out on the email, yeah. yeah hopefully <laughs> people see that and, and then share that thing, because, I mean, this is going to be a big deal if you want to kind of empower yourself and amplify your political voice. The best way to do it in these coming months is going to caucus, just like Iowa caucus is tonight, Minnesota's is February 27th. Yeah. Now, Canadian says, great move, congrats, fellas. And Jam Teddy says, congrats to Eric. Yep. And Razzadazzle says, Jake, stay sharp. Oh, I, well, it's assuming I'm already sharp. So that's a compliment. Mm, yeah, that's true. I assumed he was going to say, start being sharp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Mort's like, I don't want to fundraise, though. Oh, okay, of course. No one wants to fundraise. So. <laughs> This I'm gonna stay. True. I'm gonna stay on doing that for the organization. I really, honest to God, I love this organization, and I said this in the email. You know, I got jaded on politics a little over ten years ago. Ron Paul brought me back in, okay, and this was for a lot of reasons. Biggest two military industrial complex with these crazy wars and intervention overseas, and then the banking system, the monetary policy, and quite frankly, the fiscal policy. But it's the monetary policy that bails out. The reckless government. And I got super jaded in politics. And the Ron Paul revolution brought me back in. And then the Tea Party movement gave me a good place to harness this, harness this energy. Because, quite frankly, I th saw the Tea Party full of patriots. It's like just like the mega movement, right? What full about the Ramaswamy tsunami? <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm still in the Jesse category. He says the right things. And I can see. That's what everyone said about Neil. There. That's what I think. Everyone thinks he's like know, way I, too smart. But he literally reminds me so much of Neil. Yes. And everyone was like, Neil's so fake. He's so scripted. I'm like, no, he's not. He's a smart yeah, guy. Yeah, he's just brilliant. People have no yeah. idea how unscripted Neil yeah, was. Yeah, like totally unscripted. And Candace Owens, I just watched her show today, and she actually showed a clip of him back when he was in high school. He was his the valedictorian. Yep, saw mm -hmm. that. And he was, sounds the exact same, like brilliant then mm -hmm. and now. Yeah, I'm but like, did you see the time where he was, uh, what was he on? I like Cat 62 says Vivek is a con artist. Hmm. What was, what was mean, that uh, show he was on that we saw him, um, like say he was a Democrat? What was that? Remember that? Oh, um, he was on Al Sharpton back in 2004, oh, is that what we were talking about? Or Jimmy Dore? He was on Jimmy Dore's show pretty it recently. Was like some, maybe it was an MSNBC town hall with Al Sharp. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Is that it? Yeah, but you're saying when Vivek was young. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Back in 2004 that him and Pete Buttigieg were there, that they both were asking questions yeah. uh, for Al Sharpton's 2004 presidential run. So, you know, but also, you know, th that could just be one of those things that he's a political nerd that, mm. you know, was going to that kind of stuff in college. You know, it's fair. You know, because if I was in that situation— I would have been at the Al Sharpton Town Hall to see what was going to go on there. So I would have been asking a question. So I can't blame I can't blame someone for going to an event. Um, I almost caucused for Barack Obama in 2008. Almost. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea what you know what to think of politics. You just see the guy and you're like, oh, 
He seems cool. The current wow. president of Axis Liberty. You say this the day, the day we announced his president <laughs> of Liberty. Like, oh, well, I'm being honest. No, but that's the thing. In 2007, 2008, Obama was a different guy than he was as soon as he got into office. Because as soon as he got into office, it was a super establishment cabinet. But what was he saying back then? I'm going to close Guantanamo Bay. He was saying a bunch of anti-establishment things. He was saying, you know, we're, we got to cut the uh, lobbyist special interests out. Uh, there, there was so much good stuff that Obama was saying back then, but... Uh, then he instantly got corrupted after his uh, corrupted. Me- I'd say he's who he was. You Thanks know? for bailing me out, Jesse. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, so you really weren't involved at all in politics in two thousand. No, it was like early two thousand and eight. I remember going yeah. to some a buddy's house and his girlfriend was like, "You should come caucus for Barack Obama." And I was like, "Ah, I don't know, maybe." And, and then I started listening to Jason Lewis probably within a week, and I was like, That's "No way on earth am I going to caucus for Barack Obama." <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting, and you're well, just, Obama saved us from Hillary. You know, if, if that's, that's the true. only good thing he ever did. Yeah. But even though he put her as Secretary of State, but yeah. you know, if we had a president Hillary, oh my God, our country would already be over. Yeah, yeah, that's true. John McCain probably would have lost to her, wouldn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because like I was political back in high school. Now, the first event I ever went to, political event, was Bill Clinton speaking in downtown Lacrosse during the Monica Lewinsky scandal. Hmm. I remember getting on a bus and going down to lacrosse. I was in high school, right? And uh, <laughs> but I I did that out of interest. I had I've never been a Democrat ever. Like you know, I guess I would say I'm a Republican, but I hate to sometimes identify that way too because I don't know what the party even stands for these days. Mm-hmm. But I definitely have never been a Democrat. Never voted for a Democrat. Um, but I was set straight, you know, a little bit in advance to you because I was listening to Rush to Limbaugh in high school. So, and Barry Farber, boy, that goes way back. I don't know what happened. That guy must be gone by now. Can you mm-hmm. believe it's been three years since Rush passed away? I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. He was the GOAT. So, uh, anyhow, uh, Mort, you got a long record going against these political elites. So, it's going to be a lot of work for you in 2024. Are you ready for this? I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love coming after these guys because... Well, I was talking to a candidate earlier tonight, and um, he was asking for advice, and I gave him some of my best advice of these people are all full of shit. They claim it's a team sport. It's not. They're all in it for themselves. Don't trust anybody. Um, and just kind of walked him through. Here's how they tried to turn you, and it's not like, well, people would think, where they think they, like, you know, assault you in some form or fashion. They try to befriend you. And, you know, earn your trust. And as soon as you're friends with politicians, you're done. Like, you're just done. Yeah. Because as soon as they say, well, hey, here's how we have to vote and here's why, are you going to betray your new friend in the Capitol? Or are you going to stick to your, your – or are you going to, you know, fall in line? And, and that's what I was disgusted by the Capitol. And you know, having been the only no vote on a lot of, things. <laughs> a lot of bills, yeah. it got so bad. And I, I love kind of telling the story. I used to look at the voting board to see how everybody was voting. And after so many solo no votes, I would just hit that little red button and I would just pick up my phone and start looking at something because I didn't even want to see it because there's legit pressure yeah. when you look up and every other light's green except yours. <laughs> and then you got your neighbors, your Republican colleagues, trying to encourage you to vote for this bill that increases taxes or it's an omnibus bill or grows government in some form or fashion. And it's tough. Because they don't want that contrast, right? They want this this big homogenous blob in the Capitol mm-hmm. where they're all the same. 
Mm-hmm. And as soon as you create that contrast by being that one no vote, they want to snuff you out. Mm-hmm. Until the parties approve the contrast, right? Because there's times where the party's like, we're going to get... Like, this is the thing that gets me about Trump. The Democrats could have played this hand way differently. Trump was not a big conservative. you got to understand that. So they could have played the hand way differently when he got into office. They could have been like, hey, let's have some reasonable reforms, blah, blah, blah. You see it this way. We see it that way. And instead, they decided to go the route of making him the boogeyman and resist him with everything they got, which only you know, embolden his faction. Now, I think in the end it worked out for them in many regards because, hey, they removed him from office illegally, <laughs> right, Jesse? <laughs> um, and they won some elections just making him the bad guy. But they could actually still got things done with Trump because he wasn't like this guy that came from, I don't want to say the far right, but like from like a principled liberty position or constitutionalist position. Is that a fair criticism, Jesse? Or are you losing your mind hearing me say that? Uh, say it again. <laughs> <laughs> say all that over. <laughs> I, I got distracted by something. Um, Ali he was Kat, just thinking Trump the whole time. That's it. <laughs> we have people in the comments. Ali Cat says they called Trump as winner of Iowa caucus. That was fast. And then Napkin A says, great news. Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, Trump 70. We're supposed to have the news show. What are you guys doing? You're not. Uh, the, no. We're the news show. Is it for real? They we already can't, called it? Well, I we don't know. Can't just take, I said that. I don't know if it's What do we got here? We're, we're doing the Wall Street Journal tonight for the thing. I mean, they, of course, they predicted Trump won. Yeah, right now, he's got 70 percent. But that's, you know, I mean, this look at the that's all the reporting that's done. Right. So, doesn't say what percent yeah. is in. Well, it says sixty nine point nine two percent. So no, no, I'm saying this uh, thing the, says the percentage that's percent in. this reported. thing says less than one percent. Oh, oh, less than one percent. Sure. Yeah, good, good point. Oh. Uh, this means absolutely nothing. Um, and we're not first enough. I mean, it's actually if you look at the reporting areas, you got Des Moines and then you got all different sides of the state. Looks like Rhonda Sanctimonious did take the uh, one of the eastern counties so far, but once again, 1%. This means nothing at this point. I doubt Trump will get 70%. Don't even look into this and say, oh, Ron DeSantis is, you know, at 15%. I don't think you can look into this. You know, that's just how elections go. However, it would be a different story if Trump was not winning right now. We would probably be like, wait, what's going on? So anyhow, they only call it because... Quite frankly, I think everyone in this universe, but no one here predicted Trump's not going to win tonight, right? Yeah. You just predict he's under 50. Justin and I yep. say he's above 50. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll keep an eye on this as it comes in. But, yeah, I don't think we're getting results until at least 8 o'clock that will tell a story. Of course they're going to predict Trump wins. Everyone wants to be the first. Yeah. Oh, this is, yeah, breaking story on a Wall Street Journal. Donald Trump easily won the Iowa caucuses. But see, that's once again just using some exit polling data and stuff like that. Once again, we don't have the solid numbers. So just FYI. Um, let's talk about mass mandates here in Minnesota because if we start getting results r- rolling in, I don't want to miss this story. Pull up uh, actionforliberty.com. This is a story we wrote over the weekend. Fauci actually admitted social distancing wasn't based on science. If you scroll down here, this is a crazy story, by the way. So um, he had some t- private testimony. Is that the term they use? Private testimony or testimony behind the closed um, door? Yeah, closed door testimony with Congress. And according to Wall Street Journal, found she stated that the social distancing rule sort of just appeared without solid scientific basis. Which, by the way, we all knew, but now he's uh, admitting to it that we were following the science. Now we <laughs> mm-hmm. weren't following the science. You know, you just think the guy that. should be. <laughs> Thrown in jail for the things he lied about, right? I found a typo. 
What's that? I found a typo. Don't don't say that. Oh. You know, See I, if you guys I, can find it. It's a fun little word search. Well, okay. So I had a typo. Whatever. I don't get every of my every one of my articles edited. Sorry. Um, look at this. Do you remember this uh, event? And there's many events like this, but this is like an event Joe Biden speaking at. That is insane. <laughs> I know. Totally it is stupid. absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> and I, I bet those people sitting there just think this is normal. Like. It's so crazy. <laughs> They're insane. <laughs> and and oh. remember, as Michael, Michael Osterholm, the lead epidemiologist at the University of Minnesota, who said cloth masks do not work, right? Yeah. They do not work. So, um, <clears throat> you know, not only is social distancing, anti-science, or cloth masks, but we were reporting initially on Saturday, we were hearing um, – some medical facilities going to masking. Go back to actionforliberty.com there for me, Dawson. And then we just uh, published this article today. Scroll down. This is the mask mandate brought back to Chillins, Minnesota Hospital. And uh, if – so they're masking – they got a new guideline. Okay, this was just released as of January 5th. And it's going to take effect tomorrow, which is January 16th. It says masks are strongly recommended when inside – a children's Minnesota facility for parents, legal guardians, visitors, employees, volunteers, students, staff, and contractors. By the way, I don't believe for a second it's not going to be mandated for staff. Patients older than two years old, masking is strongly recommended when outside the patient's room. And then masks need to be worn, so this is the mandate, in situations such as, ready for this? Masks are required for all patient care interactions, meaning the parent, legal guardian, and the patient are required to wear a mask when meeting with a provider, and the provider will also be masked. You know, like basically, unless you're going to the cafeteria or you're maybe in the waiting room, which I still bet they're going to force it, you got to wear a mask at Children's Museum or Children's Museum. Um, Children's Cindy Minnesota. Lou says Alina is requiring their employees to mask starting tomorrow too. Okay, and see, that's what I and I didn't have that their policy, sucks. but we're hearing that many different facilities. So once again. Do masks work or do they not work? They do not work. We know they don't work. What the hell is the point in a masking guideline? It's a lie. All these things are lies, and they're just instituting it again. And honestly, if I look at this, I go, hey, there's a good chance they're going to do this again in public places, certainly government buildings. Yep. I was at the doctor's office last week, two weeks ago, and uh, <clears throat> checked in at you know patient registration and and she's like, oh, well, here's a mask for you to wear. And I took it and put it in my pocket. And, <laughs> and she told me where to go in this big old hospital. And, and uh, you know, so she's go down here and go down the hallway. I'm like, okay, sounds good. And I'm walking out. And, and she's like, and bring your mask. And I pull it out of my pocket and say, yeah, I, I got it. It's right here. <laughs> I chuck it back. And I'm like, I'm not wearing this thing. So she's just like bought into it but she knows she doesn't have any authority in this case you think that's exactly what i thought like were you gonna get up behind that desk and tackle me or something like, right i'm not no i'm not wearing this sir thing. i strongly recommend you wear that mask <laughs> sir i really really you recommend know what's best for you because i know what's best for you because <laughs> they seem to think you know i love uh the haters of mort they got this one photo of mort wearing a mask uh and they're like oh uh, he was really a champion against masks and it's this Fake mask. Well, actually, you know what's funny? I always called that mask your screen door mask. Yeah. Fake. It's just mesh. It's funny. Yeah, it I looks like it it's a mask. Fake it's mask mesh. USA. <laughs> but it, it literally is just as effective as any other cloth mask. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, that's the fake mask. Well, so are the other ones. But it's kind of funny. And so people don't realize it's mesh. 
which is actually kind of a funny thing. Now, some people on our side went a different route, and they wore masks uh, with, like, logos or my governor's an idiot. But to yeah. me, it just I didn't I thought that defeated the purpose. Like, yeah, I, I thought wore that thing because it was my daughter's dance recital. And I had not worn one to any of her other recitals, but she was, like, begging me not to embarrass her. Just put this mask on and don't be the one person out <laughs> wearing it. So I was like, fine. So I acquiesced to my daughter, who was 12, 13 at the time. So that's why I wore that thing, which, whatever, yeah. I, Kurt Doubt was excited using that picture. <laughs> Jeremy Munson was using that picture. That guy's such a <laughs> slime ball. <laughs> he is, man. Eric Munson in the raw. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what this will do. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you could drink that through? The mesh mask. <laughs> yes, I absolutely could. <laughs> You know, the one non-medical time I had a, I ended up having to don a mask is because of you. And oh. You had your mesh mask, you yeah. asshole. I, was so, I can't believe you're speaking about this publicly. No, no. I was, when I took that picture of you, that, you that, were that was, Yeah, I was. That was literally, and you had a good laugh over that, but you. Uh, Still got it. That was a checkmate. <laughs> that was a checkmate by far. No, the, oh, the one time I wore a mask, like, because, you know, I was so against it, but. It was at, at the hospital um, when my kid was born, uh, my third kid, yeah. Camden. And this is August of 2020. The mask mandate just came in. And so they, you know, I'm going to go see my damn kid being born, right? And we get into the room, and the nurse comes in. She's like, hey, listen, you don't really need to wear these things in here. I'm like, got it. <laughs> when I had my hip replaced in October of 21, <clears throat> you had to get there at like 5 a.m., and didn't wear a mask, got back to the surgical like waiting room, didn't wear a mask. They brought me back to like the pre-op area. No mask. I didn't wear a mask the whole time. When here I'm getting like surgery, I don't know how the heck I skirted not wearing a mask when I'm actually getting surgery or surgery, but <laughs> yeah. I've made like two thirds way down to Florida without, uh, you know, I was one of those guys that had those neck gaiters, you know? And, uh, yeah, I made it through airport security and all that stuff without wearing a mask. I felt you so guys, proud. You guys are missing out, I think. JM today says David wearing a mask? Yeah. I think there's one good use oh. to wear a mask, and it's when you're antisocial like me, and you would oh. literally just prefer to have your face covered up. This is don't talk to me. Well, I'm an extrovert, so, you know. And I like to smile a lot, which oh, is I one of the it. reasons I thought people didn't really mind when I'd go to places all the time not wearing a mask. I was always that guy, that, that one dude in the store that wasn't wearing a mask, right? And I just felt like it was because they're like, hey, that guy's smiling and they like it. Assumed, maybe not, but mm -hmm. that's at least what it, at least what I thought in my head. I uh, still only one percent expected. Yeah, I think it's abnormal oh, okay. to cover half your face, even if even if you're shy and antisocial. I mean, just stay at your house if that's what you got to do, then because you know the rest of us are trying to live normal lives. Well, and that's the thing is, I think if this stuff comes back and they really do get you in the medical facilities, that's mm -hmm. th that's a checkmate in my opinion. Yep. But the nice thing is, like, stores, you don't have to do it. Even public, well, I guess if you go to court, yeah, they kind of get you on that. But, like, um, a lot of places where you don't actually have to be, I say stand up and resist. I remember when when we were teaching caucuses. So go see Mort's video on uh, YouTube, directed and produced by uh, Dawson and Jake Studios. Yeah. Cherry Tree Studios, I guess we have a name for their studio. <laughs> yeah. Cherry Tree Studios, Dawson sorry, that's sounded dumb. <laughs> 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 Dawson and Jake's studio. Dale's gonna be like, "What the hell?" Yeah, I thought you were the guy selling the thing, and that's what you call it. Oh my god! Yeah, what if I? <laughs> All right, 
Um, I'm fired. <laughs> so anyhow, um, the video is uh, about going to caucus, and we did the same push in 2022. So going to Minnesota caucus on Tuesday, February 27th, all right? And this is like the best way for you to get your political power in the state. Literally, all the politicians, they care what goes on in that caucus. And uh, so you can go to this caucus. And um, in 2022, we were teaching a ton of people, training them, like here at the headquarters and other places. And people were asking, what happens if uh, we go to these conventions there's a mask mandate? And I would just mm-hmm. say, well, don't wear one, right? Just don't, don't do it. Because what are they going to do? They're not going to throw everyone out. Exactly. The problem mm-hmm. is too many people comply, <clears throat> and they just pick apart the ones, the twosies, and get rid of those people. But mm-hmm. if we all don't comply – now, by the way, take what I'm saying, and let's do this with income taxes, Okay. Join with me. <laughs> you guys go first, by the way. <laughs> That's the problem. I would love for that mass revolt against taxes, but damn it. People aren't going to be with us. But on the mask, that one that one's a very low barrier. Because what are they going to do? Throw you out of a freaking place? No one ever got prosecuted that I'm aware of for not complying with mass mandates. What's so funny, Dawson? I'm, 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 I'm thinking of a meme that I saw that was like two guys fighting against each other and one guy's like... Tax evasion is breaking the the law, and the other guy was like, "It's an obligation." And sorry. <laughs> okay. You asked. You <laughs> asked. Me. That is fair. I was my so it's you my fault. That, you know that I don't bring the content here. <laughs> yeah, that's why our show was so bad last episode. I didn't have anyone here. Just like I can't do it. More couldn't do it. Bridget's does Tuesdays that's only. That's not a compliment to yourself, though, Jake. It was not a compliment to so myself. Bad. I'm that bad. I, I, We're working on it. Let's just be honest. I host the show. I bring the talent over here. Let's go to the comment section. That's the oh real gosh. talent, okay. the comment section. Um, let's see. Tucker says, I made fun of my family for wearing masks. Odd one says, I wouldn't wear it either. Um, Brad Gander says, a lot of family and peer pressure to wear a mask. And he also said, it's always entertaining going to Target as an unmasked family of seven. Oh, that's <laughs> great. Yeah, I never thought of that. If you could yeah. just go as a family, that's good. Hey, Brad was nice to you. He also said the last show was good. So. I can't remember the last show. I think I blocked it. It's a compliment from the r- a rare compliment from Brad Ganser. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, let's go back to Wall Street Journal reporting in 2% once again. Means not much, but Donald Trump's hovering right at that 55-point mark. Mm. Uh, Birdbrain Nikki Haley at 19.79. Ronda Sanctimonious at mm. 17%. Vivek under 8%. Now that's Following very much the and both uh, those count, both it's all Trump counties except for two DeSantis. Is that what I'm seeing? Yeah, looks like it. Oh no, Nikki Haley, they're dark orange. Oh, are they? Yeah. Wow. I don't know why they would <laughs> use a similar color between yeah. those two. So they could do oh. green. Oh, they just <laughs> popped up another account. Does it go that slow? Yeah, I mean, oh, you gotta get. I mean, first of a all, a lot of them will come in at once, though. Oh, you okay. know, it yeah, picks up speed. you're gonna see it. I mean, this is really early. I'm quite shocked that it, it's going this quickly. We were talking before the show, the Democrats bundled up. Uh, actually, one year they didn't have the results. That, oh, wait, that was the last go-round. They didn't yeah. have the results of the Iowa caucus. Oh, I forgot all about this. This was the hit job on Bernie Sanders. Don't you remember this? Mm-hmm. In 2020. Yeah, it, was, it was the Buttigieg uh, yes. donor who was creating this app. And then all of a sudden, Pete Buttigieg declares victory of Iowa. But the votes haven't been counted yet. So, yes. Yeah, I remember all so about it. So, Pete Buttigieg got the boost out of the 2020 Iowa caucuses. 
Biden, who was just underwhelming everybody until Super Tuesday, and they all coalesced yep. behind him, uh, was like, you know, they were in damage control at that point. And poor Bernie Sanders won the Iowa caucus, but he didn't get the credit until three days later when no mm-hmm. one cared and people who just got all the credit. Yeah. I mean, it was a big hit job and on Bernie then, Sanders. Even then, the media didn't really give Bernie credit. They no, were of still, course They not. were still saying, you know, I guess the majority of delegates are still going to Pete. So uh, they, they didn't want to mm. give that one over to him. And uh, I think Bernie did win New Hampshire uh, following that one. Uh, but, you know, with Klobuchar right in there, uh, Biden in fifth place, you know, so uh, and, you know, it just goes to show how, how crazy the electoral system can be. But I mean, we all know that the only reason Biden won that primary was because Buttigieg and Klobuchar dropped out and endorsed him right before yeah. Super Tuesday. Uh, and, you know, in this Republican primary, it's so interesting what's gone on, because, uh, you know, at the beginning we had, you know, what, 14, 15 candidates. And then so many of them had dropped out before even a single vote was cast. And uh, Chris Christie, for example, you know, Chris Christie, do you guys remember he was out there saying, I am going to confront Trump in person. I'm going to one of his events. I'm going to meet him face to face. If he won't show up to the debates, I'll meet him. He backed out of that, didn't he? He wussied out. You know, he was saying he was all in the media. I'm going to confront Trump in person. He never did it. I don't even he remember dropped this. out. Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, hilarious. Yeah. No, I mean, maybe Dawson could Google it. If you just look up Chris Christie confronting Donald Trump. He was saying it all over the place that that's what he was going to do. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, how embarrassing is that? You know, that was his big thing. He was telling all the media, just wait until it happens. You know happens. what? I think what's more embarrassing is most of us don't even know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he's going to go get Trump. No one knows. No one even paid attention to you, Chris Christie. Yeah. But, I mean, it would have been interesting if uh, Chris Christie had the balls to actually show up to a Trump event and do that. But uh, he dropped out before that any, any of that ended up happening. And it just go- also shows how corrupt the RNC is because oh, yeah. they forced all these people out of the election. I mean, we had... Mike Pence, we had, you know, all these different people who were lined up, Tim Scott, and before a single vote was even cast, they got all these people to get out of the way because who, who do they want? Nikki. You know, the establishment wants Nikki. Yeah. Uh, so, so they were saying, get out of the way, get out of the way. Even Chris Christie, they were giving the elbow to saying, okay, we, we've had enough of you. Because I can't see myself voting for Nikki Haley, honestly. I can't either. And, yeah. you know, and that comes from a guy like me who actually voted for Scott Jensen, who was a big rhino, right? Um, I mean, knowing Scott Jensen on a personal level, Scott's a very nice gentleman, but you know, I like to think of myself as a guy that's got principles and here's a guy that really didn't deserve my vote. And I really despised, uh, Tim walls enough to, to coalesce behind the Jensen vote. Um, but you know, when it comes to federal politics, I guess to me, sometimes I view the Demo- the Republicans as bad as the Democrats. I'd still this day argue not voting for John McCain, I abstained in that election, at least in the presidential election, was a smart move because these warmongers might cause just as much damage as the Democrats. You know, in many regards, Biden has, he has, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, moderated a little bit on Israel because mm-hmm. of the far left on his side was basically up in arms about what he's doing. You know, I look at bird brain and I go, she might just start world war three alone. Yeah. Right? Cindy Lou says my daughter's caucus room went one Trump to Haley. Hmm. Cindy Lou, where, where's she, um, where's she at? What, what, uh, city is she near? I'm wondering if it's been reported. We're still only looking at 2% coming in, but once again, you know, caucuses start at seven o'clock. So that's not 
unusual. Trump is, I mean, it's basically following the, the polling numbers, mm-hmm. which once again, 2%, what does that mean? Yeah. It'll be really fun to watch if the polling is inaccurate in terms of some of the secondary candidates. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, if no one gets, if no one, none of the other candidates breaks 20, I mean, that's pretty bad for them. Yeah, and especially because Ron has spent all of his money here. This has been his whole thing. I mean, he's in fifth place in New Hampshire. Right. Well, I guess fourth place now that we're Chris Christie's out of the way. But, I mean, he was in last place for New Hampshire. I bet, you know, I bet Ryan Binkley, Asa Hutchinson, we're going to get more votes than Ron DeSantis in New Hampshire. Uh, so he needs to win Iowa. He need, or You know, he needs to have a second-place performance. He needs to do really well because he spent, you know, millions of dollars just on Iowa. He's got the governor's endorsement, and nobody cares. And uh, I, I think uh, this is a big night for Ron. And I, I think so many things have been going poorly for him that he's kind of now stuck in the position where he doesn't even know how to correct it. He's too awkward. He's too much of a stiff. He's too much of a puppet to be able to try to be a genuine regular person. Uh, and, you know, it, just all you got to do is look at that fake smile he does over and over and over again. And uh, it shows you that he, he's not presidential material. Who do you think Trump is picking for VP because I think he said he's already picked it, right? That's what That's he said me. on the Fox Town Hall. Uh, you know, I, I don't know exactly who it's going to be, whether it's Kerry Lake or uh, I, I could see it being Kerry Lake. I could see it being. Uh, you know, there's a couple of women in Congress that I, I no could one see. on this stage. No, no. And you no. think it's you're convinced it's a woman? I'm not a hundred percent convinced. I, I've been trying to figure it out myself. I, I mean, Trump keeps his cards close to the chest because <laughs> you know we're all we're all sitting here guessing, like you know who's it going to be, and he's already decided. You uh, know, I never thought of this, but is his pick very important because they might get rid of Trump's ability to run for president? Yeah, I mean th- that could uh, that that could be very important too. And I, I don't know who it's going to be though. I mean, I would like to see it be RFK Jr. Uh, th- I think that's the best case scenario for the country. I think it you think RFK us- Jr. would do it? I think he'd he'd consider it. You know, <laughs> it'd, it'd be a tough sell. But I mean, if I was Trump, that would be my first call. I'd say, you know, let's get this independent. That's a out real of the way bold move. Bring him bold in. strategy, Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, th- that's what I would do. I, I mean, I you know I actually like that idea a lot. Because my problem with um, Bobby Kennedy is that I'm not so certain that I believe and trust that he's good on all the issues. He's obviously really good on COVID tyranny, right? Yeah. Which is why a lot of us even give him uh, time of day. And I think Mm -hmm. he'd be good at finally releasing the JFK files. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's a guy that's got a lot of vested interest in finding out who murdered JFK and his uh, dad as well. (laughs) But – if he's the vice president, you get to find out who he is for four years without the damage, right? Yeah. But, you know, D- Trump could also, like, he might even pick someone non-political. You know, someone who's never been elected to anything, never been in the administration or anything like that. You know, I, I don't know, like, Mike Ditka. <laughs> you know, Mike Ditka. Oh, Ditka. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, <laughs> really? I, I don't I know. He was on just, board with that one. He, he was just oh. the first name that came Coach to mind. Coach Dicka. Yeah, let's uh, turn uh, into Saturday talk, Night Live real quick. Yeah, right. <laughs> when I was uh, <laughs> when I was in ROTC, I believe this happened. Was it summer camp ROTC? It was at some. I remember I was at some um, thing in the summer for the military, and it was like college era. And uh, Ditka was uh, really heavily considered running for U.S. Senate in Illinois. Mm-hmm. In fact, this would have been Barack Obama when he ran the first time. Yeah. 
And I remember learning about that, and I think I put like something on my wall locker that was like Dick Gufferson or something like that. <laughs> nice. I would have loved it. I, you know, that's the thing, you know, Trump could end up picking someone like him or, you know, just some other celebrity who's like Dick just, so old, just well-liked, you know, just someone who's very well-liked, someone who's well-appreciated, someone who's popular, uh, you, you know, not Oprah, but, you know, someone of that kind of caliber. Uh, does you know, Dr. Phil, Dick Dr. Phil would be a great choice. Does he pick someone with an actual personality this time? <laughs> yeah. Well, Dr. <laughs> Phil would have a personality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let oh, us yeah. know. Oh, Tucker, People, Rodeo yeah. 55, Tucker Carlson. I like that. Kanye. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, Alley Cat, I agree with her. That's why I'm skeptical of uh, RFK. Oh, napkin eight. Mm. Don, Don Jr. Don. Imagine Mike, if you uh, picked Don Jr. Yeah, Don Jr. Oh, yeah, and I, Mark Robinson or Mark Robert, Robertson, whoever it is. <clears throat> I see Alley Cat 62 saying that. Uh, yeah, the lieutenant governor from uh, uh, North Carolina. He's that black guy. Uh, you guys might remember he was the one who went in front of that school board years ago and was just putting them in their place. And then, oh, uh, yeah. you know, the people rose up and they said, you know, that's our guy, you know, just this random citizen. So they made him the lieutenant governor. He's going to become the governor in North Carolina pretty soon wow. here, too. So huh. uh, he'd be an awesome choice for VP. I don't know if he'd be interested in, you know, North Carolina is becoming more of a swing state. So I know, Robinson crazy. would be in especially a black boys who, you know, th- that could be a he uh, could be a great choice. That's awesome. Um, man. You know, God, I can't stop thinking about Mike Ditka. But yeah. what if you go the route? Because there's a lot of those old school NFL guys. That well, you know, Brian Urlacher is a big Trump supporter. Is he no? okay? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> oh, these Bears fans. Yeah, so we're having some dreams here. So is Brett Favre, you know. But I mean, well, Brett, yeah. Brett Favre has gotten himself into like financial yes. troubles. Yeah, you know? that's a crazy story. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's not the number one choice. What's the new Don King? That, he's Don on football, King? but you know the know. the boxing promoter. Yeah, I, don't yeah, know about I mean, that one. he's also got some skeletons in his closet yeah. too. But he'd be a he'd be a fun VP. <laughs> right. Have we talked about the award that Ron DeSantis won the other no, day? Yet, no. Yeah, well, you guys were telling me about this. Tell me more. Yeah, I mean, we, we got the video on yeah, here. I think it's uh, line 13 there, Dawson. Uh, DeSantis got his own participation trophy. Oh, I mean, you. that, you know, <laughs> what, what a beautiful thing for him to receive in Iowa. And, uh, you know, just the confidence that this guy has presenting it. I mean, I think we should just watch it. And oh, react well, so to it. set up the stage here. What's going on? This guy is like. Uh, going into an event that's the thing this guy's going to set the stage for himself oh okay. yeah there's so some I, event going on we don't on need context here not really so. have you seen this bridge I, oh this is great all right let's see this oh is that uh chip roy yeah turn the volume up on our uh, thing That's a bold move by that guy, but yeah, that that takes some guts. Yeah, 
I don't know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean not the greatest thing I've ever seen. Well, no, it's not the greatest thing, but it takes some guts. Yeah. And DeSantis just looks so thin-skinned. Mm-hmm. You can't just have any fun with it. He gets well, what do you do with that so one? insulted. Yeah, but the guy's insulting him. What do you do with that one? I think you can have some fun with that. How thing. do you have fun with it? Oh, Tom. Jesse had a great idea. You flip yeah. it back around on him. and Yeah. No, you, you say, I don't need to participate. You know, DeSantis did that a tiny bit, but, you know, you make it, you make it a whole thing. You don't have other people kicking him out. You, you sit there and, you know, you put the pressure on him and you say, I don't need your participation trophy award. I'm planning on winning this thing. And, uh, you know, th- there's a lot of ways he could handle it. And, you know, like you're saying, make a joke with this guy. Oh, totally. uh, that didn't sound like a joke the way you, you you almost made it sound like he needs to get passionate. I mean, a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just what would think Trump do? Well, go home to mommy. You know, that, that's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what Trump does. You know, because there are some protesters. Sit down, loser. Sit down. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what he told yeah, the he, Exactly. It's, it's his go-to line. Have go you guys home seen to mommy. Shane Gillis' bit about Trump would be the funniest president to get shot? I've seen that. Have you seen this? No. Pull it up. Shane Gillis, great comic. He's got one of the best Trump impressions out there. I think I've seen this guy do some stand-up. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you type in? Well, you know Funniest what? They probably president. don't censor Trump getting shot. That's probably not censored on YouTube. Mm-hmm. This is the funniest crap ever. Um, let's see here. Well, no, go back down. Shane Gillis does a spot on Trump impression. No. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What was that first one? No, not that one. Oh, there you go. Assassination joke. There you go. Uh, that. Well, yep, perfect. Watch this. This is great. But back to what I was saying about if you had to, what I said was true. If you had to rank them from least funny to funniest assassination, easy number one. For real, he'd be he'd be talking shit like when it happened. He'd be doing a, like a rally. He'd be like, my opponent's gay. <laughs> I walked in, I saw him, I said, wow, this guy's gay. (laughs) The shooter would be coming out, I'd be like, sit down. (laughs) You're gay. (laughs) Get hit, he'd definitely make a funny noise into the, like he'd get hit, be like, eh. (laughs) He'd fall funny. Yeah, there's it's more funniest. to that joke. It, it, it keeps going on where he talks about how you could punch assassinate Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shane Gillis is, yeah, he's one of my favorite comedians out there right now. Up. He's so funny, and he seems like a regular guy. He doesn't seem like a pretentious know-it-all like a lot of these uh, comedians who think they're philosophers. It's like, no, you're, you're there to make us laugh, and Shane Gillis knows that. Have you noticed that stand-up comedians are, like, making fun of Joe Biden? Like, I see yeah. more yes. of it than ever. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the Joe Biden Roomba? Bit. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. It, wasn't that, was that wasn't a Shane Gillis bit? I don't remember. I think that's another Shane Gillis. Yeah. Oh, he'll type in uh, Joe Biden Roomba. That's so funny. You need audio you guys over just going there down this this is, Well, <laughs> we're only fun. at three uh, percent right now uh, reporting, so we need some filler. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Who does a live show right when the caucuses begin? Ah, oh, that is still here, so that's fine. Uh, let's see here. Trump. No. Uh, I swear to God, it was Shane. What did we type in? Joe, Joe Biden, Biden Roomba. Roomba. I am yes. shocked that didn't come up. Yeah. Wait, that wasn't not. Trump. I swear to God, it was a comedian that made that up. It, I know Trump yeah. did it. Did Trump actually originate that joke? I don't. Scroll down so. here. Brad that Pitt. would be funny. 
Brad says riveting. Oh, come on, Brad. <laughs> this is good stuff. You know what? Maybe Trump did originate that joke. That'd be great. Because be it's funny. so accurate. There you go. Biden's speech is transforming into a Roomba. Here's Shane Gillis again. Yes. Anytime I watch <laughs> Biden do anything, I get the same feeling as like, you ever go to a friend's house and they have like a 16-year-old dog and it walks in the room? <laughs> and you got to do that whole like, oh, hey, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Look at him. He's looking great. <laughs> My favorite thing about Biden is any anytime Biden finishes a speech, he transforms into a Roomba. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I miss it. I miss the Trump speeches. Trump gave what I think was probably one of the greatest speeches of world leaders given. You know, it's got to be up there with like Churchill, Gettysburg Address. Oh, this is a good one. <laughs> oh, it was my favorite speech I've ever seen a president give. It was the night. Is the night the United States so killed good. the leader of ISIS. Trump comes out of the Situation Room at like midnight in the White House and he walks down that fucking tunnel like he's, and gives a press conference, like he's giving a post-game NBA <laughs> just killed a guy press conference. He walks <laughs> up in front of the entire world at midnight and just goes, Abu Bakar <laughs> al-Baghdadi is dead. He died like a dog. <laughs> 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 It's all him, dude. <laughs> I didn't change one word of that. That's what he opened with. That's actually true. There's a video of his stand-up right next to the video of Trump, and it is like verbatim really? the same thing. He said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, do I even dare say, oh. Dawson, look it up. Oh, my God. Uh, here's the question. In comedy, it is like the worst thing you can do is to steal someone's joke. So did Shane Gill still steal uh, Donald Trump's joke about <laughs> Roomba? Maybe. Public figures are exempt from that rule, I think. I guess. What do you want me to do? You want I me to think well, there's a, you can actually see that um, uh, dead ISIS joke or whatever, and they've got it matched up with uh, uh, Trump actually, his speech, saying it. You know, I think more likely Trump stole the joke from him. What an honor that would be. Because Trump, let's just be honest, is a freaking comedian. I mean, the guy is hilarious. I know that people at TDS can't admit that, but the guy is really funny. And that's kind of mm -hmm. part of people like us who are, you know, principal liberty people are like, yeah, but I kind of want to see the presidency. I kind of want to see how this <laughs> thing plays out, yeah, right? If, if he wasn't so entertaining, if he wasn't so funny, you know, his support wouldn't be at where it's at. No, but it, it's it's not. because of the personality. I mean, like, you know, people, you know, it, it's kind of like the, you know, you want to have someone you can drink a beer with, but it's more like it's more just someone you'd like to hang <clears> out with, so, someone that you see leadership qualities in. And, uh, you know, uh, Trump definitely has those leadership qualities. I mean, especially because he's been president before, it's a different situation than 2016 because we're all looking at him and we say, you know, this guy's done it before. He was, you know, he wasn't just talking the talk then. He was actually uh, ending these wars. He was actually preventing war uh, from going on. And at least on at least on foreign policy, that was the one area that, you know, we didn't know what we were going to get with Trump. And then he went in there and it was almost always a pleasant surprise. You know, there, there were a couple things here and there that I disagree with, but for the most part, it was just like, wow, this guy actually does want peace. Every other president claims to. He's the only one doing it. Yeah, because he wants deals. He wants to get deals done. Yeah, business yeah. deals. Yeah, he, he's all about the trade war instead of, you know, uh, a physical war. 
which I agree with. You know, it's like let's have our economies go into war with each other instead of uh, instead of our people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what he did with North Korea was great. Did mm-hmm. you find it, Dawson? No. Yeah, it's somewhere out there. We don't need to rehash that. Uh, we're at three percent right now reporting, so still slow results coming in. Uh, Trump's at. 53%, essentially what uh, was predicted in the polling, Ron DeSanctimonious at 21.5%, as I predicted. So far, my predictions are looking good. Nikki Haley Birdbrain at 175 and Vivek at 7. Um, once again, if Vivek has got certain strong areas, Mort... And you Bridget, just wait. He's going to be surging. Just surging. It's only 3%, sound, like you said. You sound like Q people. Just wait, just I wait. You'll see, and it'll all be glorious. <laughs> Let's go back to the comment section. Um, odd one again says Epic Times posted that Trump wins Iowa caucus. Seven thirty-one. Well, listen, it's not that they aren't <clears throat> waiting for real results. They can. Oh yeah. What happens is um, news media outlets have like they got formulas, all right, and they're just using those, and it's showing to to them that like there's no real path for someone else to get ahead yeah. just by the preliminary results. Okay. Um, there now with what I just said, there's also the um, media that wants to actually get the story out before everyone else. And that, you know, generally they don't have a problem, but they de- definitely had a problem in 2000 or year 2000 by calling Florida too early. They called it for, um, wait, what the hell did they do? Now I'm already forgetting my history. Did they call it for Al Gore right away and then it got too close? Or am I getting the inverse? But anyhow, they called that one too early, and then you had the whole fiasco in uh, Florida. By the way, stolen election, according to Democrats in 2000. Election deniers. What's that? They're election deniers. Election deniers, exactly. What else do we have in the comments here? Um... Not a lot of new ones so on Facebook. I don't know who Eric Wallace is, but he says, F Josh Heinzman will more campaign against him. <laughs> don't know where that Wait, came from. What, what was this Someone wants to know if you're going to take on a leadership role and going after Josh yeah, Heinzman. Yeah, go after Josh Heinzman. I don't know why and where that came up. but What was his comment? Eric Wallace says, F Josh Heinzman <laughs> will more campaign against him. Go, okay, here's what we'll do. Let's do this. Uh, pull up uh, on our YouTube page. Uh, there's a video of... Josh Heinzman, represent Josh Heinzman, a Republican, door knocking Mort's house and wasn't aware of it. And your wife comes to the door and he's trying to convince Mort's wife to vote for Bob Lunan, yep. his opponent. <laughs> he couldn't yep. make it up. And then Mort comes home. And uh, <laughs> Mort comes home and the guy runs off like scared, doesn't mm-hmm. want to confront Mort. I guess he didn't wear. He wasn't aware it was your house until you pulled up, and then he just... Which it was hilarious. <laughs> as soon as I pulled up and we locked eyes as I'm pulling the driveway, he was out of there. Yeah. Oh, man. Do you got that video, Dawson? I, I'm looking for it. I'm not uh, seeing it. Let's see. It. That would have been... Uh, Here it is. August. It's a 16-minute clip. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Just uh, put it on mute, and then we'll just kind of fast forward. You'll see he comes to the door. We won't, we won't actually have volume on this one. This you can go to actionforliberty.com, um, or sorry, Action for Liberty on YouTube. And what is this? It's a year ago. So this is Mort's. Very this nice was a year ago? Flowers there, Mort. Oh, my gosh. Keep it very well. So there's Josh Heinzman. 
drove down all the way from uh, Brainerd to Doorknock in Shakopee. He goes to Mort's house, which I have to believe Mort. Someone told him, go to the houses with a Mort for us sign. Yeah, it's the only thing that makes any sense. Yeah. And then try to convince them to flip their vote for Bob Lunen because Bob doesn't have much of a chance here. So go flip those votes. So he goes to your house or someone sent him directly to your house. And he isn't aware that he is actually talking to your wife. And and if you guys get a chance, you got to listen to Carrie. She did a hell of a good job. In fact, we created a Carrie for governor uh, sign after, after this because everyone was so impressed. Now go to the very end of this video. And you're going to see Moore pulls up in his uh, black uh, forerunner. <laughs> and Heinzman, Carrie actually goes, would you like to meet my husband? There he is. There's Mort coming home. Carrie's like, you want to meet my husband? And he says, sure. So Carrie comes out. This is so great. Hey, come on. Come on, meet him. And he realizes, oh, <laughs> nope, nope. I don't want to meet him. And he takes off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, and then she goes, where are you too? going? He's right here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what Eric's referencing right there. Uh, by the way, I don't think you've talked about Josh Heinzman <clears throat> since that event. So I don't know if uh, that guy's even on the radar. But Why would anybody talk about Josh Heinzman? <laughs> I knew Heinzman before he went to the Capitol. It was a nice guy, down to earth, dude. And, man, he went to the Capitol and just got ingrained in the I don't know if I believe Swamp. that. <laughs> I don't know if he was a nice dude before. Maybe. maybe he I pulled. knew him. I, yeah. Maybe, he, I, mean, I don't know. I didn't know him well. I just, but we you had think done the Capitol changed him? Yeah, that happens. to. Well, listen to what Moore has to say. The Capitol changes people. Yeah. You know, you get a seat at the Cool Kids Club, and uh, and all of a sudden you you don't like the rebel rousers out here. You know, yep. we're the problem. We're the you know, it's never them that are the problem. It's mm -hmm. us that are the problem. You know, yeah. we ask for unreasonable things like I don't know, giving back the surplus and not passing unconstitutional omnibus bills. Yeah, when you ask them to do what they just campaigned on for six months, <laughs> oh, you guys are crazy, you're radical. <laughs> yeah. That's like our joke, our running joke around here is, well, we can't do that. We need. Uh, Four legs of the three-legged stool. <laughs> it's like, or the running joke is, uh, well, we can't do that unless we have the presidency. Well, we need a veto-proof Senate. Well, we need the Supreme Court. Well, we need uh, to over a two-thirds override of veto. It's like they'll yeah. never be the conditions. And then there's the filibuster. Right? Yeah. They, they, they got a million excuses. And then once you get all those things in line, then we can have a 1% growth uh, cut to the growth of government. It's like, yeah, we'll never get it, right? It's always a moving field goal post with these yep. guys. We're still at 3%, by the way, in the Iowa caucus. Um, I would imagine now that we're at 820, we're going to start seeing some results flood. And this is uh, AP that reports it. Um, so I'm just going to quickly do a Des Moines register. By the way, the Des Moines register is such a liberal rag. Yeah. I mean, I almost don't even want to like give them any credit. Napkin oh. says Trump went to where Nikki was caucusing and called her Hillary Clinton. <laughs> what? Trump went to where, <laughs> where Nikki, Nikki was Haley caucusing? I don't know. Oh, that's crazy. Mm. That we have to look up. Uh, go to Des Moines Register. Let's just uh, open up a Google or whatever. Let's do this live on air. I want I want everyone to see Des Moines Register how they announced this. So we're going to Des Moines Register. Click on the main page, and here's the headline. Trump ignores Iowa tradition and easy caucus wins. Second still up for grabs. You just can't even give the guy. It's like you always got to beat him up. Every single high headline. 
I know you know mm. what they're talking about. Ignores Iowa tradition. What what is the Iowa tradition here? By uh, the way, there's a picture of Trump with his box of uh, Casey's pizzas. Yeah. Today I was oh, like, yeah, you know, where he went to the fire station. Yeah. Is that and, what he uh, did? Yeah, he went to the mm. fire station and uh, gave all these uh, firefighters, you know, bunch of boxes of pizza and just thanked them for everything they do, all that kind of good stuff. Mm. That's cool. According to the Des Moines Register, he ca- the former president spoke to caucus scores at Horizon Event Center in Clive, receiving a standing ovation as he entered. He called himself the best president for farmers and all Iowans, attacking Joe Biden's <laughs> administration as a disaster. And, you know, the thing is, there, I, I'd like to know, too, what they're trying to say, that he, he was against the Iowa tradition because in his uh, rally speech he was out there saying, I protected the Iowa tradition of keeping you guys first in the nation. Uh, and you look at Joe Biden. Joe Biden wants to move you guys around. Joe Biden doesn't care what you guys think. I care what you think. So you know, Trump was you know saying uh, the exact opposite. So I mean, what what tradition are they claiming? And I, he's, and I am about two thirds down in this they article, still haven't gotten and they to have it. not gotten to it. See, this is this is exactly it. This is the lies of the media. Yeah. You look at that headline, and they want you to believe that Trump has done something bad. And nowhere in here do they actually tell you what it is. By the way, go back to that headline here. I want to show you guys something. This is a trick <clears throat> the media uses. Watch Maybe this. the tradition is a close Iowa caucus. And he breaks tradition. And, of course, we don't read points. it that way. No one reads <laughs> it that way. Go back to that headline on the Des Moines Register because watch what happens when you click the story. He's lying corporate media. Okay, so there's ignores Iowa tradition, easy caucus win. Oh, shoot, we got the paywall. Um, can we do that, just redo that and see if it – there you go. Oh, crap. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, well, the screen that I get, Donald Trump cruises to early Iowa caucus history right there on my laptop. So, you know, honest to God, it's like they write the headline on the main page. It doesn't even say that on the actual article. Mm. It's just freaking lying sacks of shit. Yeah. Damn corporate media. All mm-hmm. right. Um, so let's see. Yeah, here. No, I, you know, Fox News just did something similar to that. I was just, you know, I saw this video. It said Dave Portnoy makes his endorsement for president. I thought, what the heck? Dave Portnoy is making an endorsement. You know, I got to watch this thing. And what are they doing? <laughs> Almost like 90% of the interview is them talking about Bill Belichick. And then the, the last 10% was him saying, well, Trump's not my first choice. And that was it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. So I, you know, I was like, how is this going on here? You know, and Luckily, you know, there were plenty of people in the comments section saying, like, you know, Fox News is such a, you know, what kind of fake news is this for them to be given this kind of title, you know, leading people in? It's all clickbait. And, uh, yeah, because I thought, you know, I was sitting there like, when when are they talking about this? And, you know, at first I thought he's going to say once Bill Belichick for president. Uh, you know, so it's it's unfortunate how, you know, the media wants to just, you know, get the views, get the clicks uh, rather than doing you know, honest reporting, but you know, th- that's why people got to stand up to it and, and uh, reject, uh, you know, the, the mainstream media and look for alternative places to get information. You know, Bill Belichick for his running mate. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe think about that. Half the Wouldn't nation be, be pissed. Yeah. Ellie Cat says Royce White is running against Amy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, they that. say there's no credible candidate. That's the narrative that the media keeps reporting. There's no credible candidate. <clears throat> mm-hmm. They've already said he's not credible. Yeah. Racist media. <laughs> Do we? We got to get Royce White on the show. Yeah. I'd like to have him on the show. I met him at uh, State Central last month. Oh, what are mm. your thoughts? Real brief interaction. I couldn't, you know, give an opinion on the guy. Did he actually get to speak at State Central? No. No, mm-hmm. he, he was just a guest. Hmm. 
So there's actually a guy announced that he's running for the Republican ticket against Amy Klobuchar. They don't give him a stage. Yeah, and, and the Republicans don't care. Yeah, but who do they give the stage? Tom Emmer. Who do they give the stage? Michelle Fishbach. You know, so so they're willing to put up the establishment puppets at any time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And speaking of establishment puppets taking the stage, maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe we should uh, look at Doug Burgum uh, endorsing <laughs> Trump. Uh, I, I got that. <laughs> I, I got that link in there, Dawson. Uh, line fourteen. Uh, and starting at uh, an hour minute, an hour and seven minutes in, uh, is basically when uh, Doug Burgum goes up there to endorse Trump. And uh, th- there's a particular lie in there uh, that I think should be covered. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and go to that timestamp, and we can uh, see Doug Burgum, Bill Gates Burgum, come out and endorse Trump because he's an opportun- opportunistic rhino, just like Emmer. Who's the uh, woman on the left? That's his wife. Is that his wife? Yeah, that's Burgum's wife. Love coming down to Iowa, especially on a day like today, because we come down here to warm up. <laughs> but four years ago, I was uh, speaking on behalf of President Trump at the Iowa caucuses in Sioux City. And today, I'm here to do something that none of the other presidential primary candidates have done, and that's endorse Donald J. Trump for the President of the United States of America. All right, and that's good right there. You know, it would have been better for Trump just not even do that because that gave him zero bump. Probably. Yeah, I don't understand. And so it would be funny just to, to I, I think him. I think it's more just like it, it's a, you, you want to get, you know, some kind of last-minute endorsement. And, you know, for Trump, Doug Burton fit the bill. You know, and Yeah, but, the, like, Trump's the one guy that doesn't need a headline, right? Like, right. Yeah, exactly. Like, Vivek needs a headline. People are like, oh, well, who is this guy? Like, what are they going to learn about Trump at this point? Yeah, and especially— Everyone knows from, what they know— Everyone knows what to think about Donald Trump. And, you know, Burgum, Burgum, obviously, maybe he wants an administration role. I don't think Trump's going to give it to him. And especially when you look at uh, recent American history, I mean, look at uh, Obama. How many of uh, the Democratic opponents that he had did he put inside the cabinet? Well, I guess he put Joe Biden as VP and Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State. How about Trump in 2016? Out of the 17 different people he was running against, how many people did he put in the cabinet? Only one, Ben Carson. If you look at George Bush, I don't think he put any in the cabinet. I don't know about Bill Clinton either. I don't think Bill Clinton... Uh, he definitely didn't put uh, who was Jerry, the California governor uh, before Newsom, uh, Jerry, uh, uh, Jer- uh, uh, Jerry, Jerry something. Name? But whatever it is, you know, it's not like he was in a Clinton cabinet. Uh, so all of that, you know, I, I think Burgum is trying to take advantage of the opportunity. But what Bill uh, Doug Burgum uh, just said right there was he said, I am the first GOP candidate to drop out and endorse President Trump. Well, except for Perry Johnson, Perry Johnson. Was uh, you know, he was the first one to get out of the race and say, "I'm going to support President Trump." I wish everybody else to do the same thing. What Larry, about this guy? <laughs> Ryan Bingley's again? still in it. He's still running. <laughs> He's still running. <laughs> and that, that's also the thing. I, I saw the Wall Street Journal isn't listing him as a as a candidate. I mean, I mean, same thing with Asa Hutchinson. You know, they're they're still in the race, even if they're going to get less than a percent. Uh, but this guy. <laughs> yeah, what's his first name? Ryan Bingley, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's a pastor, interesting guy. But you know, so Perry Johnson, Larry Elder, they both endorsed Trump. I, I even wrote an article uh, back uh, when that happened. Uh, so Doug Burgum, he's trying to take advantage of. It. I wish Trump would have corrected him and said, actually, you know, you weren't the first one. I don't know why you would come on my stage and lie to all of these voters. Uh, but that's what Doug Burgum was trying to do. He was trying to lift up his own profile, and uh, you know. You know, even though it's only people like me that are going to care that say, you know, come on, why are you lying about Larry Elder and Perry Johnson? But uh, somebody, somebody's got to speak the truth. You know, I was just uh, looking to see if Bush appointed someone, and it said 
on the Wikipedia, it says people who declined to run, John Ashcroft, Newt Gingrich, Jack Kemp, Donald Trump, mm-hmm. who ran for the Reform Party nomination in 1988. Did you know that? No, that, that was 2000. And uh, no, he, he didn't fully run for the Sorry, uh, not, Reform not. Party nomination. He created an exploratory committee uh, and... He, you know, he he went to a couple of different Reform Party events. He was considering it, uh, but the Reform Party was splitting off. They, I think it was that election where uh, they completely broke apart into two, where they had two separate nominating uh, national conventions, uh, where they nominated two separate different candidates. One of them was Pat Buchanan. Another one was uh, a former Colorado governor who was more of a moderate. Uh, and eventually the Pat Buchanan wing of the party was the party that was uh, recognized by the FEC and so Pat Buchanan became the Reform Party candidate at that point. And it's interesting uh, how Trump talks about Buchanan now and what he used to say about Buchanan because he used to say Buchanan's a little out there. He's a little too far out there. This guy's a little crazy. Uh, now, I mean, Trump is a, a Buchanan-type leader in uh, the way that, uh, you know, he was the president uh, and everything else. But, uh, yeah, no, I, there's a lot of interesting videos of uh, Trump at that time. You know, uh, th- there was one uh, where... Uh, you know, some lady goes up and she says, you don't care about our uh, platform. You, you don't agree with 90% of what we say and do. And uh, Trump said, nobody cares about your platform. Ah! Nobody reads your platform but you. And uh, <laughs> it was awesome because it was like, exactly. Nobody cares about the Reform Party. It's a vehicle to try to get someone good into office. Before right. it was Ross Perot, and they could have had Trump, but Trump realized it was too, uh, too damaged, too divisive. But at that time, it was almost looking like it was going to be Donald Trump, Jesse Ventura. And that would have been an incredible ticket right there. But, uh, you know, things work out the way that they do. And I think that things are working out even better in this way because, uh, you know, it's almost like we need that pause between 2016 and now. Because now we see, you know, we see how bad we have it with Biden. And yeah, uh, that's true. I, I think I think a lot of people opinion. are appreciating Trump a whole lot more now that he's not in there. So Tim Walls uh, said he would... I don't remember what his language was. Basically, would endorse uh, Doug Burgum as the he's like his pick for the Republican. Yeah. He <laughs> so, <did>. by <clears throat> extension, did uh, Tim Walz just endorse? I Donald think Trump? you're onto something. Isn't that, isn't that yeah, that way? <laughs> it seems that way. And I, I'm seeing napkin eight on there saying per Laura Loomer. I don't know what that's in reference to. Oh, no. oh uh, I think just to the fact <laughs> that he was talking about um, when he said Trump called Nikki. Uh, Hillary, and he said it was actually Don Jr., and then he said per Laura Loomer. Mm. Oh, okay, And he gotcha. also said, Jesse has a great memory. <laughs> Thank you. No <laughs> kidding. You are an I know, interesting it is, dude. Like, that was crazy. I love the reform. You know, the, all the third-party knowledge and, you know, history of everything that was going on there. Uh, but Trump had just mentioned Laura Loomer at his uh, most recent Iowa rally at the same one with Doug Bergman, and, you know, he basically said, that's not the kind of person you want against you. And I think that's right, because yeah. Laura Loomer, she is, you know, she goes out there and she goes nuts on some of these candidates that, uh, you know, DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Chris Christie, when she's at their events, you know, uh, just recently, she got kicked out of a Nikki Haley and Ron yeah, DeSantis event. I saw that. They kicked her out because, uh, you know, they want nothing to do with her. And uh, it shows they're, you know, they're afraid of tough questions. It's not like Laura Loomer, you know, why are you intimidated by Laura Loomer? You know, it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, and. If they were smart, they'd be like Trump trying to win her over because uh, Laura Loomer is not the kind of person you want against you. Why? Just because she's she she uh, you know she doesn't have limits. She's willing to go after someone, to, you know, 
Yeah, but isn't everything. she just like a Trump, can't do any wrong, kind of like, I don't even care, it's all Trump? I think that's what, I mean, I've kind of gone full circle. A week ago, I was like, this chick's kind of crazy. And then she got kicked out of DeSantis's event and Haley's event and exposed it. I'm like, oh, that's hardcore. Mm-hmm. And then she was attacking Vivek over like some t-shirts. And I was like, what, what the, <laughs> like, she praised him one day, slandered him the next day. Yeah. And so I've kind of gone full circle to, from she's crazy to, that's hardcore to, okay, yeah, she's pretty crazy. Do I look tired? <laughs> Razzle Dazzle yeah, says I look tired? Apparently. I don't but think the, I look tired. I, I like Laura Loomer. I, I, you know, I want to agree with her on everything, some of the Israel stuff and everything. Uh, but, you know, I've had some communication back and forth, and she appreciates, you know, some of the things I've written. And so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think uh, I think Laura Loomer and I are more on the same, you know, we're, we're reading the same book, maybe not on the same page. I love that she's that brave to go do that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's like Michelle Lieben on steroids. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I mean, and, and I saw it when she was with Marnie when mm-hmm. she got kicked out of, uh, was it DeSantis's event? Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. How can was. Michelle even be on steroids? I mean, I, I don't <laughs> think that's possible. <laughs> it's, Michelle's, she's got Michelle may take that as a shot. You know, we were in the Star <laughs> Tribune. We should pull this up. We were in the Star Tribune, uh, Sunday's edition, and um, no, our picture didn't make it in there, but Michelle even's in it. <laughs> <laughs> in the Star Tribune? Aren't yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, uh, just it's gonna, Google. It's going to pay while me, you know. I wonder if it'll have a paywall, though. Um, see if it – you know what? I'll pull it up. I'll, I'll put it in the link or on the show link here. Hopefully Still sitting at 4%, no change. I know. It's so – it's taking forever. Donald's slipping, 51 and a half. Oh, boy. Once again, doesn't really mean anything. Vivek's at 13. <coughs> Just kidding. I was going <laughs> to <Yeah>. say, what? <laughs> so Vivek's at 13. <laughs> Where the hell's the article? It doesn't come up in a Google search. Did you guys know that Tekken 8 is coming out soon? Who? Tekken 8, a fighting game. And it's so sick. Well, of course we knew that. Yeah? What kind of fighting game? It's a... Mortal Kombat or... It it is a 3D fighting game. It's an arena-based fighter. And it's been around since Jake was a kid, I think. I think I remember the Tekken fighting game. Yeah, there's a bear in it. And there was a... uh, robot that you could play as it's super cool yeah, i do not remember that super awesome <laughs> here's something funny the star tribune has a paywall on its main page yeah mm. you can't even see their main page why would you do a paywall okay that were oh no maybe that was just an ad okay yeah it's like the washington post democracy dies in darkness meanwhile you don't have a scri- subscription you're not allowed to read this, <laughs> you know so it's like you're, you're left out of the light of information but That's you so know funny. It, it's just crazy you know did you guys see that uh lex friedman uh interview with jeff bezos no i haven't i'm so behind on everything oh yeah so no it's really interesting it. you know at least you know it just shows him as an inventor as a businessman huh. uh they, you know they don't get political or anything like that but it was just like wow this is really fascinating stuff and you could see how much Jeff Bezos loves space. Uh, and, you know, I, I didn't realize how, how smart of a guy he was and how much of a hard worker he was. And, you know, I gained a little respect for him after after watching something like that. Because, oh. you know, Bezos kind of keeps to himself. He doesn't do a whole lot of, you know, interviews. What I've never seen a podcast rhino, with him on besides that one. What kind hmm. of rhino world are you living in? Or uh, <laughs> rhino. Globalist world are you living in? Line 20. Let's see if that pulls up, Dawson. Line 20. It's just a like article, <laughs> article on the Star Eagle Tribune. but smart. That's right. 
The the article on Star Tribune with their relevance on the line can Minnesota Republicans stop fighting each other. Oh. Seeking to win back control of the state house in November, Republicans are trying to unite the party's warring factions. This picture of David Han, that goofy guy on uh, the front page. He's trying to unite our warring yeah, factions? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a yeah, joke. I know, what a joke. Uh, even when the control of the legislature was at... Oh, this is an article written by uh, Ryan Faircloth and Brianna Birschbach. Birschbach? I don't know how I pronounce it. I actually met her at the state convention and ran into her. She's like, oh, you're Jake Duesenberg. So I thought she was a nice person, you know? I mean, Star Tribune. <laughs> we'll see. But we're always far right, according to the Star Tribune, which is hilarious because it's like, I don't know if you really got us pegged correctly. Mm. Even when control of the legislature was at stake, Minnesota Republicans could not stop fighting each other. In a critical East Metro state Senate race, GOP voters chose anti-establishment conservative Tom DePel to represent them over more moderate Republican Tony Jurgens. Stung by his primary election loss, Jurgens did the unthinkable. He endorsed DePel's Democratic opponent, Judy Seberger, who went on to defeat the Republicans in the 2022 election by just a few hundred votes. That race gave Democrats a one-seat majority in the Senate and, f- and full control of state government, which the DFL used last year to pass a s- slate of progressive policies in the largest state budget in history. Some Republicans blamed Jurgens' unprecedented endorsement for DePaul's loss, while others said GOP activists shouldn't have backed a hardline conservative in the suburban swing district. David Hand, chairman of the Republican Party in Minnesota, came to a different conclusion. The bitter intra-party feuds turned some voters off. Quote by David Hand, it did no doubt drive some Republicans to say, okay, I'm done, I'm not going to vote at all, Hand said in a recent interview. Now, Hand, I don't know if he's an idiot. Maybe he's an idiot. But the two House District Republicans won. So what's the factor? If they just stayed at home because they were sick of it, that doesn't make sense. Why did the Republicans in the House Districts win? And the obvious answer is the Republican establishment got behind Tony Jurgens. Tony Jurgens then proved to everybody, to the whole world, that there are something called rhinos. Rhinos who really don't give a crap about Republicans. They'll literally endorse a Democrat. Mm-hmm. And that gave complete control. Anyhow, you can read some of the story. They interview David Han, Snooze Fest. Then they they uh, interview that moron David Osmek, Snooze Fest. By the way, David Osmek and David Han, everything they say about us, we invite them on the show. They refuse to come on the show. They're too chicken shit to actually come on here and debate us. But the offer's always there, guys. Stop being little babies. Come on the show. Let's have a discussion. Let's have a grown-up discussion, David Han. David Osmek, but you're too... Let's unite. Yes, right? let's, they say yes, they want let's to unite. unite. Let's do it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's heal factions. Yes. <laughs> um, they go on to interview... Uh, I'm just kind of cruising through this till we get to our part in the article. Um, I, by the way, we were like, okay, Star Tribune, we'll give them some comments because we'll spice up this article. They interview... John Rouleau of the Jobs Coalition, Jobs Coalition, which basically is the establishment. By the way, Jobs Coalition spent a ton of money against you in your last race and against Mark Bashosky. So yeah, they spent, what's that? Six figures, wasn't it? Six. Fi- I want to say it was six figures. Yeah. All like in all, so they, and what's interesting about that is they get this money bundled from um, the Republican State Leadership Committee. Mm-hmm. So it's like a federal pack. They bundled the money into the state of Minnesota. And I got to imagine they told them, hey, we're going to get rid of the Democrats in Minnesota. And what do they do? They end up spending six figures 
against like conservatives in the primary here in Minnesota. Then they get to um, Freedom Club. They talk to uh, Alex Karam at the Freedom Club. And this right here, and Dawson, I think, is using the bathroom. And I'll show you the picture of Michelle, but it's a picture. You want to scroll down to this picture. It's got, it's got a guy in a mask. I don't know who this guy is. Right there. Let's <laughs> see Michelle's in there. It says, Mike Smith Center, along with a group of protesters media, Wait outside the meeting room of the Republican Party of Minnesota as the party's executive board met to force out Jennifer Carna as the state party chair on August 19, 2021 in Edina. So there you go. Michelle made the uh, made it. I don't know. Is this a reporter with the mask on? Funny. All right. Anyhow, then the article goes to attacks from within just below this, Dawson. <clears throat> oh, no, no, I'm sorry. This is this is about Carnahan. Actually, they talk about uh, Amanda Hughes and um her beef with the party then they talk about over trying to overthrow han by the way they blame us for the overthrow of han it's <laughs> almost like larry deuce is not a person larry you're a person you're a good guy you're a patriot um keep scrolling down oh, okay then you'll see our uh and this is on the online version you'll see the uh dump wall look at it now isn't that a great looking booth right there isn't that one wonderful mm-hmm. actually bridget you made it that's a picture of you and yeah. Jesse. I am there. And who's that behind you? That's not uh, Michelle, is it? Was she working that day? Maybe Heidi. Is that Heidi? Yeah, it might be Heidi. Oh, Heidi made it. I'm like chopped liver. Noah and Bridget and Heidi and Jesse are on there, and mm-hmm. nowhere to be seen. Eh, feel slighted. Anyhow, more primary battles? Question mark. The far right group Action for Liberty. Ooh, far right. <laughs> you know, I don't know what they. I'm really curious how they define far right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I think they'd be shocked at some of the things we believe. But anyhow, far right. I, I think if you're more conservative than the establishment, you're far right. I know. Like, like what is far right to these guys? Yeah. You know, it's like to the right of common, uh, like to the right of today's modern political uh, status quo. I mean, like you're a reasonable person. Um, the far right group actually really has been a persistent foe of the Republican establishment in Minnesota encouraging primary challenges against incumbent GOP lawmakers, it's deemed rhinos, short for Republicans in name only. In 2022, Action for Liberty backed Appel in his primary race against Jurgens, as well as several other hardline candidates. The group's president, Jake Duesenberg, said, oh, this is old story here, right, Mort? Not, not anymore. <laughs> I got my last press right in my final <laughs> <Yeah>. week. <laughs> uh, Jake Duesenberg suggested that Action for Liberty may once again push for intra-party battles this year. Quote, I'd say it's a target-rich environment for folks who want better representatives who will actually fight for the liberty, Duesenberg said in an email. By the way, if you're dealing with the press, just don't don't talk to them on the phone or in person. They're going to twist your words around, just uh, submit it in writing. That way they can't. They have to go with what you said. Uh, Establishment-aligned Republicans have been highly critical of Action for Liberty. David Hand called it a fringy group, and Osmic accused Action for Liberty of seeking to Quote, create chaos within the Republican Party. Now, they didn't take my direct quote in response to that. But, you know, who's creating chaos in the Republican Party? I don't know. David Osmick and the Senate Republicans, who literally went against the endorsed candidate Pell, endorsed Jurgens, worked behind the scenes for Jurgens, who then ends up giving the race to the Democrats. Uh, so... Uh, Osmick says if they worked half as hard to try and help Kants, maybe we'd actually be in the majority in one of the chambers. In response, Duesenberg called both Han and Osmick 
a failure and said neither of them know how to win. Quote, the Republican establishment is short-sighted and choose to spend the resources fighting against liberty rather than for it, which has cost them political power, Duesenberg said. Maybe once they wise up and realize it's better politically to fight for liberty rather than against it, their fortunes will change. And I mean every word of that, guys. All right, then they show a picture of Nolan West, this cornball, in uh, Blaine. And uh, apparently he wants to bury the hatchet. A pivotal moment. Losing all power in state politics has motivated some Republicans to post past grudges aside or put past grudges aside. State Representative Nolan West, a fourth-third Republican from Blaine, sought charges against Action for Liberty. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? You did not? After he was physically forced out of a meeting, the group hosted in his district in 2022. Now he said, it's time to, quote, bury the hatchet. I haven't got the call from uh, Nolan West to bury the hatchet. Shocking. (laughs) So strange. Now, what he's referring to is an incident where he crashed our event where we're training activists to go to caucus. And the guy that we hired to do basically the training that night I came there and gave a little pep speech. I was actually, I think, training people back here. I had three different events that night. And I gave a little pep speech. So I'm up there talking. And the guy uh, who's doing the training is like, we're not, we're asking you to leave because we don't train politicians. We train activists. And he refuses to leave and then blocks the guy from getting back in the door right before he's supposed to speak. So he moves him out of the way and then files a fake police uh, complaint against the guy tony and it's like now i mean by the way got completely dismissed because in fact we should have like said isn't it a crime to to file fake police report like i mean quite frankly plus why are you wasting cops time aren't you pro law enforcement why are you wasting their time on bullshit when you know you're in the wrong but anyhow i love how their spin is action for liberty was being charged but anyhow it's time to bury the hatchet what hatchet i mean where is the hatchet let's bury it (laughs) give us a call you know where we exist? That guy's such a loser. Anyhow, uh, funny story on uh, Star Tribune. You can go check it out there. Um, mm-hmm. I, you, you, we might want to look at these uh, Iowa results because it's uh, 36% in now. There we go. Let's so, bring it back uh, up. A lot, yeah. lot of, a lot of big things and going on. I'm guessing on. he says that because he <laughs> likes where, where the results are. I do like it. And Trump is exactly where I claim, 52%. 52%, just like the polls. Yep. Looks like... I don't remember what your prediction was on DeSantis, but I said twenty point five. That's pretty damn good. Twenty point two. So you and I were right on the money. We both guessed that he would break twenty. Birdbrain is below it, mm-hmm. and Vivek's at eight percent. Mm-hmm. Mort, what? the surging has begun. The <laughs> <laughs> That's why we brought John President right where he wants him. Okay. That's why we brought John President. We need an optimistic guy. You know. Oh, hold on a second. It's been Ryan Binkley has more votes than Asa Hutchinson. That's right. <laughs> Believe in Binkley. <laughs> he's, Let's go. He's got two hundred fifty-one votes, and Asa Hutchinson, uh, Ada Hutchinson, is down to only sixty-three votes. This is a former governor of Arkansas, and uh, you know he's getting. He's getting beat out by a, a, a tech, you know, a pastor from Texas, Ryan Binkley. Uh, that that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I like to see that. You're gonna get the best reading of results anywhere on the planet, <laughs> right here. We are not going to, we're not gonna pull any punches here. Mm-hmm. Ada, I don't even understand. What is Ada Hutchinson like? What what's that even reference to? Why did Trump just call him Ada? I don't know where Ada came from. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. Yeah, no, I mean Ada. It's it's a it's a like. Ada is a 
it's a county in Idaho. It's like a Native American word, but uh, th- that's not even how Trump spells it. Trump spells it A-I-D-A. That's so a, you know I, I don't he, even know where he's getting it. So I bet I know what happened. He he accidentally called them Ada. Pretend like he accidentally called them Ada. So he had to stick with it. <laughs> so then he can later call him Beta Hutchinson <laughs> if he ever track, got any uh, traction. Mm-hmm. But he never did, so it is what it is. Ada, mm-hmm. Ada is a Broadway musical. Is it really? Yeah. Ada cultured you a- are. A I D A. Oh, okay. You knew that I was in musicals as a as a yes, high schooler. Yes, I did know that. What? Yes, it's, it's Wikipedia. A, Ada musical. Yeah, yeah. Elton John and Tim Rice's Ada. It's about Egyptians and royalty and stuff. So I don't know if it tracks, but <laughs> it sounds interesting. Elton John made it, so mm. no, that, that's interesting. But uh. Yeah, no, I mean, so far these results are kind of falling in line with what I expected. Uh, hopefully, you know, the rest of them uh, come in here pretty quickly. Uh, but Is this the most boring Iowa caucus? It's like literally as the polls showed? Pretty much. That's what it's looking like. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I take that back. Um, hold on. The polls are Haley's in second. This is what we literally want. Uh, I'm going to send the link here to you, Dawson. I'm putting it in line 21. Let's look at the Iowa caucus uh, polling. So Birdbrain is going to actually, the steam is going to come out real quick if she uh, is second to um, DeSantis. See, Haley's right now, the, the RCP average is 19, but look at the most recent ones. She was trending higher than DeSantis. Mm-hmm. So he's outperforming her. Hmm. Now let me ask you this. Weren't you saying DeSantis is going to drop out? Was that your prediction? Uh, I stand by that prediction. So, he and, and he very likely tonight, could, right? And he will drop <laughs> out by tomorrow night. So, what happens if uh, if he drops out? Does this? I think a lot of his people go over to Trump's camp. I would imagine. DeSantis. Yeah. 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 For sure. Well, there you go. And Ramaswamy. I mean, if Ramaswamy went all in on Iowa and he can't even break ten. I mean, he's done, and he's endorsing Trump day yeah, one. Yeah, I think he's got to be super disappointed with that for as much work as he's put in. To finish it looks like 8%, which is about what the polls were showing. I mean, I guess the polls were like 5% the last poll, so I guess you could say he outperformed yeah. by 60%. Wasn't wasn't DeSantis, like, initially running on, I'm the not Trump guy? Like, go for me. He was always trying Trump. to have it both ways. You know, he was he was always trying to do this whole thing where, you know, I'm different than Trump. I'm better than Trump, but Trump's okay. And <clears throat> Trump isn't okay because he, he said this and this and this about me. You know, I, I think Trump got under his skin. And sometimes, like, when you get emotions into something, you can't think clearly. And you're just kind of going off of, uh, you know, some hatred. Do you, and, do you think that DeSantis would endorse Trump after dropping out? Over Nikki, I think he would. You oh, know, yeah. some people say, you know, Vivek is out there saying, you know, Ron is going to become Nikki's VP. I don't see that happening. But, uh, you know, if Ron endorsed Nikki, I mean, his political career is already in trouble right now. Mm -hmm. If he did that, it'd be all over. And I don't think he's dumb enough to do that. I think he would swallow his pride and make... I think he wouldn't endorse. (laughs) I think he would just let, let the people decide. I think that's more Ron's way. Because, I mean, he is, you know, now if, you know, if, if he barely gets second or he comes in third here where does that put him for new hampshire you know I, some polls put him at five six percent in new hampshire he doesn't have much of a chance in new hampshire and especially if he doesn't come out of here looking good 
how long is DeSantis going to stay in there? Is he going to stay in there until the Florida primary where Trump is beating him in the polls? Uh, so if he can't even win his home state, just like Nikki Haley, she can't win South Carolina. They're not going to win their home states. You're supposed to drop out at that point. But, you know, I don't think Nikki Haley, uh, I don't think she has the, uh, what am I trying to say? I, I, I think that she's going to stay in the race no matter what. I think that she's uh, so desperate and she'll take anything that she can get. And it doesn't matter if she loses her home state. Well, I do think some are playing the long game. Pull up uh, line 22, by the way, Dawson. Uh, she's got to play the long game in case they don't allow Trump to be on the ballot. That's legitimately what a lot of people are thinking. This yeah, is uh, she's... Uh, Chip Roy seen at Trump's thank you speech or whatever you want to call it. Congratulatory speech. Victory speech. I don't know why that hmm. slipped in my mind. What the hell I'm what trying to say. What the heck? <laughs> Here, put the sound on. What's Trump saying? Wasn't Chip Roy in for DeSantis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the big news story. Very well. We have volume. Great people that devastated. Is there, is there sound? Families are yeah. devastated. Barely. We left back. I hear it. Behind oh, I hear nothing. Billion dollars worth of brand new equipment that I bought. Yeah, it's hard to tell what he's talking he's about. Just saying, uh, about the equipment he bought I, I i didn't catch the beginning of it there but uh no i mean obviously what's chip roy doing there he, he's there to keep tabs on the event he's there to try to convince people he's he's there to try to talk to people and you know trump just sent out that true social post saying chip roy is a rhino do not trust chip roy <laughs> I, I think he, he's been given the nickname chip soy uh, so you know a lot of people are seeing him as you know uh you know a little feminine uh a little soft you know and I don't know. It's interesting that him and Massey are, soy. yeah, chip soy, and uh, so maybe him and Massey, you know, they're out there for uh, DeSantis, and uh, I don't know. It's not speaking to a lot of people. I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of people like Massey, and some people like Chip Roy, uh, and some people even like DeSantis. But I think they're just looking at it and just saying, it's not your time. It's yeah. not now. And you know, DeSantis, he he's not up for it. He he obviously doesn't have the personality. You know. DeSantis, you know, is he a risk in a general election? I mean, against Biden, hopefully nobody's a risk. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if if there was a real slick Democrat, we'd have a tough time selling DeSantis. You know, it'd be a real tough time trying to convince young people that, no, this guy's actually cool, but he's not. <laughs> you know, it, it's Hello, a tough fellow sell. kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, it's one of those things like, you know, Trump actually is cool. He actually is funny. So it's easy to get people to kind of, you know, See, see what we're trying to say about him. But DeSantis, you have to kind of see something that's not even there. Uh, and you have to pretend like he, he's uh, better than he was, which, uh, yeah, it's it's tough to do. Holy crap. What's that? I, I, I'm just now looking at this Vivek Ramaswamy Twitter post. It's super long. Yeah. The the Goodness Trump gracious. one? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, like, to have, that was the first time I think Trump really went after him, and it's like, oh, well, now I got to respond. I Did got we? Opportunity. We looked at the Trump truth, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And you know, may, since we're just sitting here, uh, why, why don't we uh, go back to that Trump rally speech? Uh, there, there was another section in there that uh, I thought was pretty interesting, and it's just a quick little thing, uh, Dawson. It's uh, an hour and nineteen minutes and twenty-seven seconds. It's the Iron Dome for America. Uh, it's something that Trump had said, uh, and it's on line 14 is the link there. Uh, and yeah, uh, an hour, 19 minutes, 27 seconds into it, yep. uh, 
Trump had said something uh, really, really interesting about, uh, yeah, I, I don't even want to spoil it. I, I think we should just listen to it. Well, of ours, they say, I mean, some people say that it's very sad, but we'll end that very soon. One of the things we're going to do on one of my platforms that people don't pick up as much as they should, though, but we're going to build an Iron Dome over our country because we want to protect ourselves. We're giving other countries, uh, we give Iron Domes to other countries, but we don't do it to all. It'll all be made in the USA. You know, uh, they work in the old days. You know, Ronald Reagan wanted that too, but they didn't work at that time. Yeah, so that, that's good right there, Dawson. Boy, I really feel like he's missing step these days, honestly. I mean, no, he, that was one of those things. I mean, there, there's some speeches where you can tell he's a little, yeah. uh, uh, I don't he's want a normal to say person slower, and the yeah, lack of sleep's uh, getting numb. A like, normal person, right. Just yeah. that, uh, yeah, and, you know, sometimes it's like maybe he got three hours of sleep instead of four hours last night. Which is night, crazy. You know? Like, and I you, get more you know, that, That's the guy. thing, you know, uh, and, you know, what what is Trump going to be like in four years? It's not going to be anything like Joe Biden. I mean, is he going to be a little bit older? Yeah, everybody ages. That's that's part of life. And, you know, that that's something that we obviously see that, you know, Trump doesn't age like Obama or Bill Clinton or these other Bush or these other presidents did he, he aged a little bit, uh, but he, he still looks pretty young, you know, and he, he gets those rallies going. If you just watch, uh, you know, Trump's rallies, just the hand motions and just uh, everything that's going on there, no sound or anything, just you speed through it. I mean, that guy's got energy. You can just see it throughout the entire speech. He, he's doing this, he's doing this. He's, he's all over the place all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't his uh, most, it wasn't his craziest rally speech in the world, but, uh, you know, it was uh, fun enough to just basically get people riled up and get people ready to go to the caucus. And uh, that's all I needed to do was just uh, tell people about that. But um, I think that yeah. I think that this time around, Trump's age is showing a lot more in this early stuff, though. Well, I mean, he's older, so his age would show more now than it would ever before, just like Biden, <laughs> you know, just like any person. How, uh, how old Ellie Cat makes yeah, a great comment. I was just going to say. She said, look at the crap he's dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. How's that yeah. not age a person? Oh, yeah. Th- that's mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah. All the stress. I mean, who wouldn't age? Um, How old is he now? 78, right? Mm-hmm. He's uh, insane. Yeah, that's he, all he gets to You'd never guess it, though. Uh, I don't even want to live that long. Like, what? at all. <laughs> yeah. I assume I'll Seriously. die by the I hit, I hit like 65. I'm going to pasture, please. Yeah. You're like a racehorse uh, in a pasture? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he, just the thing that Trump had said there about the Iron Dome where he said... Uh, we give iron domes to other countries. We don't give one to ourselves. I, I like that message because it basically tells me that I think he even kind of sees, you know, we're not going to give Israel everything they want. And I think Trump even wants to see an end to that, or at least I hope so. Uh, he's the only one that I maybe believe would actually try to end it. I think Vivek doesn't care at all. Uh, DeSantis and Nikki, they'd be on the side of uh, Netanyahu on every little thing that he'd do. Uh, I think Trump is the only one who might try to kind of push back against Netanyahu who might try to negotiate, who might try to do his own thing. Uh, and I, I think, you know, at a certain point, we have to understand that Israel's taken advantage of us, and uh, they're the aggressors in this war now. You know, should Hamas ever have attacked them on October 7th? No. But, <laughs> Thank God but you that way. <laughs> if, you know, th- that's kidding. all predicated on the fact that if we truly believe that Israel didn't see it coming, if we truly believe that Israel didn't want to use this to start uh, to start their next war, if we truly believe that they didn't want to cause a genocide so that they could expand their land, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm in the, at the point now. I don't trust Israel. I don't trust uh, what their government's doing. I don't trust yeah, the, the reference in the war. State. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Israel, right? Yeah, because it's like America. It, it's governments. Not... It's not the people. Right. Exactly. Right. Uh, but that said, you know. I, 
I think, you know, it's one of those things. We, we give them an Iron Dome. We do all this stuff for them. And, uh, you know, Netanyahu, I don't know if you had seen, he, he basically is trying to hand the war over to us as if it's our responsibility to fight for uh, what they want. You know, he's the aggressor. He's the one who needs to negotiate. Uh, you really want to, you know, if, if Netanyahu was specifically going after targeted Hamas leaders, uh, the whole world would be with him. But that's not what he's doing. He's bombing hospitals. He's bombing schools. He's bombing weddings. He's bombing, you know, houses. He's bombing villages. It's He's acting like an evil dictator, and he's only doing it because that's the only way that he can maintain his power. And uh, I don't know. I'm just fed up with Israel. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at with this whole thing. I think they're, you know, I think Netanyahu's a liar. I think that they're... Uh, I mean, he's not even liked by his people right now. He's, and, like, very you know, you unpopular. Look at, yeah, and you look at, you know... I, I don't know if it fits the correct definitional term of genocide, but, I mean, what do you call it after a certain point where he's trying to wipe out the people there and he's telling everyone to leave and he's trying to get Egypt and all these other countries to accept them as refugees because then they're out of Netanyahu's hair. I, I've just uh, gotten to the point where I think we can't just let them push us around. You know, we're in charge. We're the leader of the world, not Israel. Mm -hmm. That's and, true. Uh, you know, imagine the Vatican. Try, you know, another religious state like that, having all kinds of power and authority over us, which, I mean, I'm sure we do, because if, if, if uh, Joe Biden actually wanted to, or any president, if they really wanted to expose the Vatican and all the pedophiles they're hiding there, and, Shh, and, and, uh, and not what, just the Vatican. Where are we going with this one? Israel is also hiding a lot of pedophiles, too. Uh, you should look into that story. CBS put out a story like that. Well, before. nine o'clock. This is where we go with <laughs> the show at nine o'clock. I'm just saying, no, no. It, it, this is a true story. I mean, if you look it up, what, well, what, what do why, we look it up on? If you look, I mean, you can find on YouTube. You can find it on Google. You can find anything. If you look up Jewish pedophiles flee to Israel, yeah, you I can wonder, find all kinds. of I stuff. wonder what you would find if you searched that up. Well, I mean, go ahead, find it because uh, th th that's where well, they all go. It, right uh, before Jewish they're going to be charged. Uh, they, they, Google Jewish minor attracted persons. Got it. <laughs> Let's be very uh, PC on no, this they, one. They flee to Israel. I mean, th this is a fact that there's a lot of pedophiles hiding out in Israel. There's a lot of there's pedophiles a, everywhere. That's what I was just going <laughs> to say. The there are a lot of no, pedophiles but, uh, here. Here's the thing. They were going to be charged, and what do they do? Because they're Jews and they have citizenship in Israel, they flee <clears> to Israel. <throat> oh. Yeah, but what's your story here? I don't I'm just saying that. I don't it goes no, on. No, what are you saying here? I don't understand what you're saying. Like, you have pedophiles sick in pedophiles in America that that literally would maybe flee us to a different state. Right, yeah, here's the thing. Let's say there's a pedophile from Mexico who flees into the United States. What are we going to do? Return them to Mexico. No, we're not. Not at well, all. That, that, that is that, not that, happening. Is that now what we should do? Yeah, well, yeah, that's what we should do, but we are literally allowing these people to just come on in and stay here. I, in I know fact, that, it does I, I'm seem saying like what we we're trafficking do. young uh, children. And I, I'm just saying we shouldn't allow these governments to be hiding out pedophiles that uh, committed these crimes in our country, and then we, we let them all off the hook because they're, they're now a citizen for another country. Mm -hmm. Give me a break. I know, but my only point is, like, this is happening all over the place. It's like you're single out Israel like it's some kind of... No, I'm not. I'm saying the Vatican's guilty. I mean, Saudi Arabia. I mean, we, we could run down the whole list of countries that are hiding out their pedophiles, you know? Well, I came back from the bathroom thinking we're going to be winding things down. <laughs> no, we're at 30. Like, they, we're please, Iowa caucus, down. give us some results so we can move yeah. on for the night. And has I not mean, moved. Did you did you look it up, No, we've, we've been looking... <laughs> Yeah, I looked up Jewish. Uh, I mean, I'll find the article. I looked up I, Jewish I maps, and here is what I found. I don't know if that's helpful. That's not helpful at all. No, but you got to imagine that's funny. The guy of... that put Mark over it. 
What does uh, C. Pete have to say on uh, Rumble? Jesse is spot on. Oh, <laughs> thank <it's> you. <laughs> Look up Ben. Ben Blank is <laughs> on X. Grace stand up on masks. Great filler for you. <laughs> He's giving us. Hey, K. Wolf is here. What day is this? Hey, hey. K. Wolf. Good to see you. <laughs> Our most reliable uh, fan, K. Wall and T. Wall, mm-hmm. and we did a switcheroo. They were at the wild game. That's why. I think that I'm getting hungry because I looked at Idaho is loaded with pedophiles, and I immediately thought loaded baked potatoes sound really oh, good. Sound right good. Now. Yeah, you're at a calorie that deficit. Sound good. Yeah, I'm so. You guys hungry. need a snack here. We are two hours in. Dawson can go throw a snack. No, in. I'm okay. <laughs> it's probably it's probably for the best. treats. I just want to get us to a, a majority or plurality of the vote before we yeah, sign what off. Yeah, we here? at here? We're, we're at 38 percent. Stuck at 38 percent. Oh, boy. They're done counting for the night. I mean, like, the storyline is Trump won. But oh, everyone I, knew that, so we really want to know what's number two. And how long do we go at this before we just say, hey, they're not going to get to number two tonight? Because right yeah. now the the count is DeSantis basically just .1 under 20 and Bird Brain's at 18.68. We're going to wake up tomorrow morning and Nikki Ailey's going to have 60% of the vote. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Can you imagine Sounds if they stole right. the Iowa caucus? Oh, man. That, that would be nuts. if they, Yeah, to do that right off the bat. And then you know who I'd blame? The Jews. <laughs> no, I'm, no, no, but... That was a joke. Uh, <laughs> Dawson, Dawson, on line 24 there, I just put in an article. Uh, line 24. Uh, I, I could only imagine what CBS this CBS News. <laughs> I'm not pulling up anything crazy here. CBS News. Fake this news. This is a legitimate... Uh, Legitimate uh, news website. Are you going to Alex Jones us here? We're legitimizing CBS. I'm just showing you what they say. Jewish American pedophiles hide from justice in Israel. Okay, this is something that I found about years ago. All right, and, let's uh, scroll down here. And let's it's a story that continues to grow. There's more and more pedophiles hiding out in Israel. It's sure. a ten stakeout waiting for G- Jimmy Julius Caro to appear. He is a wanted man and is considered dangerous. Accused of sexual assaulting a nine-year-old. Grown in Oregon in 2000, he fled to Israel before authorities in the U.S. could apprehend him or figure out where he went. Caro has been running from U.S. law enforcement ever since. Well, okay, so let's, let's move up on the page. This is a widespread, no, no, the other way, sorry. Let's scroll down, I should say. A widespread problem. CBS News investigations found that many accused American pedophiles flee to Israel and bringing them to justice can be difficult. Hmm. That looked like mm-hmm. a video of somebody getting arrested in Israel for being a pedophile. Is that the actual story? Because I always hate how media does this nowadays. They they have this video that plays on the top. It's not the story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's Jesse's go to the video prepped. here. Let's see what we got. I, 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 Jesse's yeah, gonna get. Jesse might win on this one. He might. He well, might okay. Wait, I don't know what you mean by win. We weren't saying that this isn't happening. Oh uh, well, I mean if it's a widespread problem. And it's right. specific. I, I to hear Israel, the number. He's got a point. I hear that it's thousands. It's not like it's just you know five people. It sounds like you know this is a big problem. A CBS News investigation has uncovered a loophole that allows accused yes, th- and this convicted is the video. American pedophiles to escape justice by moving to Israel. So Ian Lee has been following this for more than a year, and he traveled to Israel for this investigation. He worked with a group that tracks people accused of sex crimes which estimates dozens of Americans have used this loophole. Dozens? So, you know, he's six foot two. We are on a stakeout looking for this man, Jimmy Julius Caro, 48 years old and wanted on charges of sexually assaulting a nine-year-old girl in Oregon back in 2000 and a five-year-old girl in Israel in 2001. 
he's considered dangerous. But these photos are a few years old, so we don't know if he'll look the same. He remains elusive. Previous attempts to capture him have failed. Um, obviously, the fear that he would somehow figure out that anyone's looking for him and bolt. He just called his number. Shauna Aronson got a tip that Caro's expected at this clinic near Tel Aviv. Who's going to call the She's with JCW, Jewish Community Watch, an organization that hunts down accused pedophiles who flee to Israel from the U.S., exploiting a process called Law of Return, whereby any Jewish person can move to Israel and automatically gain citizenship. The ease with which pedophiles seem able to use this law as an escape route haunts victims like Mendy Hawk, who says he was abused from age eight by a teacher at an Orthodox Jewish school in Los Angeles. So your classroom is right here. How does it feel being back? I'm, I was very anxious and, you know, stressed coming back. I, a lot of memories coming to my mind. Memories of his alleged abuser, Mordechai Yomtov, who taught him Hebrew studies when he was just <laughs> eight years old. So in the beginning, he would just rub me, like, outside of my pants. And then I would say uh, about three or four months later, he started going like in. Reaching down your pants? Yeah, it's huh? reaching down. Why did you feel like you couldn't tell anyone? Um, I was scared. I was ashamed. I mean, I just didn't know what people would think of me of the whole situation. Yomtov pled guilty in 2002 to sexually abusing and committing lewd acts against three other boys. He served jail time, but when he was released, he violated his probation and, according to JCW, fled to Israel with help from individuals within the Orthodox Jewish community. JCW tracked Yomtov down and confronted him with a hidden camera in Jerusalem, where he admitted to illegally fleeing the United States with help and using a fake passport to enter Israel. I was supposed to stay for five years in the same city. I was supposed to uh, he had this message for his victims. I'm very, 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 very sorry. The other person in this video is Mayor Seawalt, the founder of Jewish Community Watch. He tells CBS News Yom Tov's case isn't uncommon in the Orthodox community. The same thing that's going on in the Catholic Church right now around the world, the exact same thing happens in our community. The rabbis say it's, uh, you know what, he promised he's going to go for therapy, he's never going to do it again. Boom, he's in another community. A few years later, he's at the same thing, and we hear more allegations that the person continued to abuse children. And often, those abusers end up in Israel. Rabbi Yehuda Oppenheimer says he unwittingly helped Cairo escape. There was nothing that raised any red flags up to the point where he was moving to Israel. Well, I wish I could say that, but unfortunately I can't say that. So he had violated his parole and, and now they were looking for him. He said that there was something in the past that had happened when he was young, but uh, nothing had ever happened since. I've changed and I'm a different person now, and, but you gotta help me. I felt that I could trust him. So I wrote him a letter. All right, let's, uh, uh, bought a ticket yeah, and... it gets the point across. <laughs> what? It gets the point across. Get it, all right. <laughs> yeah. Like I was not TV expecting now. to go that long, honestly. Uh, interesting. But so, it, it's true, you know, and maybe, maybe I exaggerate the number a little bit. You know, I, I'd have to, I'd have to dig admit, into it a little bit Jesse more. I haven't thought, I haven't thought about it in a long time, but I, I just all of a sudden remembered that, you know, hey, Israel's hiding out those pedophiles. <laughs> So <laughs> Go somebody's got to say it. Pull up the Wall Street Journal article. Um, I guess I see what you're saying there. That's it went. Interesting. Did it go down? It did go down. I saw that. Well, so maybe they had some fake fake what? reporting. 37% in. Trump at 53% uh, 
Ronda Sanctus is at 20. I can't even say his name. Yeah. That's how good Trump is. You got to admit, Trump is a genius messenger. Messenger. Like, literally, I I can't just say DeSantis. I have to say Sanctus. Mm-hmm. Yep, DeSanctimonious. Which is not a word. Meatball Ron. Yeah, yeah I mean, sorry with DeSanctimonious, and it just becomes Ron. a yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ron Tonimo Bay. Right, yeah. But Meatball Ron kind of stopped after, you know, because Ron, during the... Right before he announced for governor, he was he was starting to gain a couple of pounds, and not that Trump is like you know yeah, uh, to talk, right? <laughs> he's not like you know a fitness. He's no spring chicken, <laughs> right? But uh, he he knew he could mess with him by calling him Meatball Ron, and Ron actually like lost 10, 15 pounds because of that. He, he fat started, shaming works. It, it worked. It does not, not for there Chris Christie, not for Chris <laughs> Christie, but you know because you know At some Trump point said you, just go, you can call whatever. him fat. You can call him a pig, but you can't call him a fat pig. <laughs> and you know, I, I don't know why you're not allowed to. I mean, I I, I think it's perfectly fair too. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're stuck at 37 percent, as uh, Dawson said, it went down. But we have uh, what else do we have on our note sheet here to talk about tonight? Whiskey Tango Foxtrot said, "Justin, guy gets arrested in in Aiken." A Sound of Freedom movie for pouring water on the sidewalk to create ice so people fall and hurt themselves. <laughs> so what, random. What does it say? I guess Aiken County. That some guy oh. got arrested for pouring water out oh. on the sidewalk outside the movie theater. Where, yeah, it, I, I bet it'd have to be like a bigger operation than just a water bottle, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's a, because, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. That just sounds interesting because, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if pouring out water is illegal is in that, the cold. Was that movie theater only showing sound of freedom or that's true what or maybe it was some event hosting just i don't know don't you love how we just uh read whatever the comments are and pretend like it's all news we don't know i know (laughs) (laughs) yeah it could be fake news i mean that didn't sound like we were taking it as real news it it probably is there's probably something going on there I, i don't know maybe hmm yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, we might be stuck here. I'll give it another five minutes, but if we don't get any positive movement here, the the big story tonight is basically who's number two. And mm-hmm. if we're not going to get movement, we not might not learn this real quick. I mean, they so, jumped up pretty quick. Somebody then, asked earlier, yeah, why is number two matter. important? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair point. <laughs> Listen, Trump is already leading all the states. New Hampshire, he's got a thin margin, relatively speaking. He's crushing in South Carolina. So Haley, with Chris Christie dropping out, actually has a chance of winning New Hampshire, which gives momentum. If Haley can't beat DeSantis, people might abandon her. That's the whole point in the Iowa and New Hampshire, the Iowa caucus, New Hampshire primary, is it's not the plurality. It's not even close to anywhere near a significant amount of delegates, but you get the headlines coming out of it, right? And the headlines then give you momentum going to the other states and people, and we could, you could speak to this, Mort, they like winners. That's that's how I don't know what the brain mechanism is there, but we generally want to gravitate towards winners. And so they're viewed as a winner when they do well. And so in this case, everyone knew Trump was going to win, except for you. I guess you thought Vivek was going to win. I'm just kidding. You did have Vivek in second. Yeah. So and by the way, that's a great case in point. If Vivek literally would have done two thirds of the votes are still to be counted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we never know. The numbers are there. If you and Bridget were right and Vivek took a second place, and what did you have him at, 25? Yep. We get a prize? Literally, Vivek <laughs> would have stole all the headlines. Yep. 
But in this case, it really is going to come down to, and it seems like it, will DeSantis beat Nikki Haley? And if that's the case, Nikki Haley, it's like you just deflated her balloon, right? Mm -hmm. And the war machine and the leftist. Well, you know, why do leftists want Nikki Haley anyhow? They want, I always feel like they want Trump, right? Don't they want Trump so that, because they think they could beat the guy? Are they that fearful that giving a Trump boost would actually result in possibly winning? You know, it's hard to understand these guys. I, I mean, don't know. I can see you, either one. Every once in a while, I try to sludge my way through with the view. And, you know, <laughs> like, what is the wow. view saying? <laughs> you know, what's Whoopi thinking? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, sometimes it's just like, you know, and that's the thing. Basically, what it gives me is like, okay, this is what the elitist liberal hive mind discussion is right now. And, you know, obviously they keep a little bit of it covered, but, you know, they have these very same discussions. They say, well, do we want Nikki? I mean, we kind of want Trump because Trump's easier to beat. You know, so, so they have these conversations, too. It's, it's, the, it's the liberal elitist Hollywood. Uh, you know, they're having these conversations. And who do they prefer? Obviously, they prefer Nikki to Trump because uh, uh, that's who they would rather see as president. They, they hate Trump. You want to hear uh, a funny Neil Shaw um, story? Really quick, is there okay. a show tomorrow? Because people are asking. No, we're not going to have a show tomorrow. This is taking place as a show tomorrow. Sorry. Well, I, I think there's something even bigger going on where you have this legitimate ruling class that sees the disaster of Joe Biden and everybody knows what political party associates with. So I think they see that the American people are probably kind of shifting towards voting Republican. And I think that's where you see these people like Nikki Haley has a ton of Democrat voters. There's a big Mm -hmm. uh, fundraiser she has going on on January 30th where they her staff is teasing. It's a big Democrat donor, one of the biggest Democrat donors out there. They won't say who, Mm -hmm. but in some apartment building in New York, where I think these legit ruling class folks are putting the energy behind Nikki Haley Mm -hmm. to kind of capitalize on, you know, Bidenomics and the failures of what the Democrats are doing now. Oh, yeah, BlackRock. The pendulum swings back to the right mm-hmm. and going, well, we now need a Republican to be our puppet in the White House. Yeah. So that's what I think is really happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, just like George Bush with the Patriot Act. I mean, Nikki Haley, she would do a Patriot Act on steroids. She would do the Internet Patriot Act. Yeah, that's you know, a good she, point. She would, uh, she would take everything all the way to the next level. So she doesn't have any reason to you know, take on the deep state because she is going to enable the deep state to uh, continue to spy on us and you know, for for people like Nikki Haley, she's on team government and she's against the citizens. You know, that, that's what people always need to realize. It's not Democrat, Republican. It's us against the government. Well stated. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, man, I just wanted some results to come in here. Um, <laughs> I see. Uh, Drew. I think it's, I, I bet it's Drew D. William Roach. He, it looks like he's got some good nicknames there. Birdbrain, Ron the Con. Yeah. He, I don't hear that one very often. Ron the Con. Vifake. Yeah, and Vifake. <laughs> I like it. By the way, I was chatting with Badhead Harry on Friday. Um, it it's him. funny to find out people's real names. Mm-hmm. Like the idea, like, yeah, I mean, K-Wall is. You know, I think some people want to remain anonymous, too. I think too. so. I you know, I, I think some I people say, I don't, want the, I don't want the establishment knowing I'm, <laughs> I love action for liberty. <laughs> you know, so I can't blame people for giving us a, you know, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, you know. Well, yeah, you <laughs> do, do whatever you got to do. Actually, I know who Whiskey Tango Foxtrot is. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. Do you know? Uh, maybe, I'm not That's sure. That's funny. I know who that is. Uh, yeah, you get all these people you don't know who it is, and then you got Brad Ganser. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's 
Like, oh, well, that one's easy. Yeah. Wouldn't that be funny if Brad Ganser really wasn't Brad Ganser on here? Yeah, time? it was It was a fake. <laughs> he had no idea the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the move. You just create someone else's name. Yeah. yeah. So my, name isn't easy, like, my name isn't even Dawson. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's been stuck at 37%. And that's how it goes. I mean, you get like these uh, volunteers yeah. and activists that, that. Ryan Binkley's still beating Asa. So it's, yeah, a, it's still, a successful night. We're still waiting for the uh, results from Wiesenberg's endorsing convention. Yeah. That was two years ago. <laughs> uh, still haven't finished that. Yeah, count. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell people that story. We've told this story a bunch, but. Uh, what two years ago, right? Wiesenberg endorsing convention, Morrison County, I mm-hmm. want to say. And obviously, Wiesenberg is an outsider. I think we can all recognize that, and they wanted nothing to do with the guy. Um, so it is endorsing convention. They do their speeches. They go hand out the ballots. The ballots get compiled. They've got uh, tellers, and they the tellers are supposed to count the ballots. And this was early in the night. It's probably eight o'clock or something. Yeah. And hours go by <laughs> and i think about 11 o'clock the school had a time like a hard cut where they just had yep. to kick mm-hmm. them out of there so like from eight o'clock to 11 o'clock they couldn't count these 100 pieces of paper to determine who is going to be the endorsed senate candidate yeah absolutely ridiculous mm-hmm. it's so crazy and yeah it, the establishment was falsely claiming like our ballots were stolen <laughs> you know and i remember i heard from somebody action for liberty uh, oh. you know action for liberty was uh destroying that convention they were rigging that convention I said, a single vote wasn't even counted <laughs> you know how could action for liberty rig a convention where no votes are counted you know it's that's obviously the people who are counting the votes or the lack thereof uh are the ones who are rigging the convention so if you're their not narrative count- was we rigged it because they looked and they go Wiesenberg, Wiesenberg. Well, we know oh, this thing's thing. rigged. We can't. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think they gave up that lie pretty quickly because they realized they, they couldn't convince people once uh, people had the facts. You know, that was just the initial thing they just sent out there to the establishment, you know, because I had a couple of people who, you know, hey, it, what's going on there? I said, you're kidding me. <laughs> Who's saying that? Yeah. Oh, Mandy Heffron saying that. Yeah. That tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> well, probably the best part of that night was when Ron Kresha, the state representative, is running unopposed. <laughs> And the delegates refuse to endorse him. <laughs> Normally, right. it's like standing acclamation. Just get up. Everybody just endorses this guy. He's the only candidate. Yeah. But they would not endorse the guy. Mm-hmm. Well, not only that, they were trying to not allow a guy to run against him. Yeah. yeah. Calling some rules. So then everyone still votes for the guy. And I think that's one of the things that closed down the voting is yes. they're like, oh, Ron Kreish is not going to get the endorsement to a guy that we don't even allow to run. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can't make this stuff up. Go back to the results there. We got 41 uh, results are starting to roll in. Thank God we stuck with it. Uh, we've got uh, Trump at 54, solid 54% run. DeSantis um, under 20 now. Mm-hmm. Nikki Haley at 7.5. Vivek uh, hovering just under 8%. Ryan Binkley still um, ahead of Ada Asa Hutchinson. <laughs> Ada Hutchinson. Yeah. Um, but results are coming in here pretty quick now. At least it has been for a while. So... We'll stick with the program here. Um, mm-hmm. I really appreciate you saying that, um, Razzle Dazzle, but I don't think we can pull off a show tomorrow. I just We've got too much on the plate. Um, appreciate that very much. But right now, right now is about two shows a week. You know, the other thing is I just I, I appreciate people that do put media out every day, but I don't know. Sometimes That's how you get fake news. Yeah, sometimes there's not enough to talk about. Yeah, I don't want to just do a show to do a show. 62%. Go back to the results here. 62% in. 
Trump at 50.46, DeSantis at 21.23, Nikki Birdbrain at 19.6, Vivek. doesn't look like Vivek's going to go over 8%. So we just had a, a big dump of data. It looks like what's happening hey, is... Dawson, click the C4 results right underneath there. There's that little blue thing right there. Yeah, th that just gives you a little bit, you know, it gives you the full picture there. And, uh, and also you can scroll over on each of those uh, counties there and see how many... Uh, you know, see what the percentages are for each individual county uh, on, on the map there, Dawson. Mm. Yeah, so so people can feel free to you know look through all those and everything. But yeah, as as it, oh, and one of the Nikki counties apparently just flipped back to Trump. Uh, so now there's only one Nikki county out of all of Iowa, but DeSantis is still in second place here. Uh, and I, I don't know if these delegates have been decided all the way yet 69 percent uh, now if you do an oh update, yeah yep big 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 Trump's movement here going up to 51 desantis at 21 nikki haley at 19 vivek just not moving at all i don't think eric mortensen could have been more incorrect on his call tonight no i <laughs> think unfortunately he's, I think he think duped bridget into uh, following suit <laughs> no yeah. he didn't dupe me you guys, Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are optimistic you guys are optimistic i don't know if there's that many uh you know, there's a lot of rhinos in our dude, party. That's still. just what I think. I, I like Trump you know, I'm trying to <laughs> stick up for you, Bridget. I just feel like more, you know, being an icon, political icon, you're like, well, he couldn't be wrong. So that's not true his. at all. I knew it was bold. I knew it was very bold. <laughs> that's a bold <laughs> strategy, Cotton. <laughs> Is this same thing happening for Democrats right now, too? No. No. Uh, no, because the, the, they the, change it. Yeah. The, the Democrat Iowa caucus, uh, it's so complicated. I mean, the Iowa Democratic Party and the National Democratic Party were trying to come to different negotiations and everything because they have to deal with the Iowa State Legislature and then they have to deal with the DNC calendar. And eventually they came to some sort of agreement where Iowa Democrats would not hold their caucus at that time. And instead, they're going to hold their caucus way down the line, which actually might end up being a better thing for the Democrats, because if Joe Biden has a heart attack, if Joe Biden has dementia, Joe Biden's uh, going to be suffering in further months. It's going to be more apparent then. And then maybe a Dean Phillips or a Marianne Williamson or even a Chank Uger who wasn't even born in our country has a chance to beat him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's the thing. Like, how, how bad is it that the number three competitor to Joe Biden is a guy who wasn't even born in our country? You know, the, the guy's not even constitutionally qualified for president. But, uh, you, you know, and I don't know if uh, any of you guys have watched it. News Nation just did a Democratic primary debate. No, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, nope. yeah it was, was Dean uh, Phillips in it. Yeah, Dean Phillips, Marion Williamson, Chank Uger. Hilarious. And uh, Dan Abrams. You guys know Dan Abrams. He he does like A and E. He he does all kinds of like you know crime shows and stuff mm. like that. Seventy-two percent, uh, by the way. Trump's at fifty-one. Oh, nice. DeSantis twenty-one, and Nikki Birdbrain at eighteen point nine. Yeah, honestly, it's not that interesting. <laughs> it's one of those things. <laughs> that it's 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 more interesting that th there was a Democratic Party <laughs> debate than it was that like it actually happened. The only thing that was interesting was all three of them saying Joe Biden is going to lose to Trump. All three of them said that, even Dean Phillips. Uh, so I think all of them are seeing the writing on the wall that uh, unless they change out the nominee, they, they are going to lose. Was it a contest of who's the most woke? <laughs> it was a little bit that, you know, it was a little bit that. But uh, by the way, uh, yeah, Jake Uger won that one then. I look <laughs> at, that was the game. I look at the comment section. Great point. Please like this on Rumble right now. Like it. It pushes out to more people. They get the cold hard facts here the truth and some good editorialism by uh young jesse mega jesse so make sure you like this on um on rumble 
or any platform you're watching it on, but like this Rumble. video to catch Israeli pedophiles, <laughs> right? <laughs> I thought you were off basis, and I got to admit, no, I know that's the thing. It. I would only say that because I was so shocked when I saw the mainstream media recover uh, reporting, and I was like, okay, if CBS is reporting this, then I know it's you know I know that they wouldn't cover something like this if it was a lie. That's the funny thing about Alex Jones is people are like that's a crazy thing he said, and it's like here's the actual mainstream media doing it. Like yeah. the funny pun on him was always. It's turning the frogs gay, and it's like actually that's a true story. There, what was it? Some chemical they were yeah. testing in frogs, and it was turning them, um, basically, changing their gender. Yeah, gay and transgender. Yeah, like literally. I guess that is possible with some chemical, mm-hmm. not in humans. Uh, we're stuck at seventy-two percent here. It just looks like, it looks like Jesse and I are going to be right on the money here. Trump will be over fifty percent. DeSantis will be over twenty, and Nikki comes in third. And I got to admit, uh, I, I think I got, I think I got the listing completely accurate. I said Trump, DeSantis, Nikki, Vivek, Ryan Binkley, and then Asa Hutchinson. Well, okay, <laughs> I feel, I feel good. You All know, right. I feel like I got this thing. I had the same as you, but I didn't bother to go with the uh, Ryan say Binkley. Binkley and Asa <laughs> Hutchinson. So yeah. good job on the the fourth tier candidates. That's there. right. Jeez. Actually, I guess third tier because you have one tier which is Trump, and then you got the second tier. Um, yeah, they're probably just getting big dumps of data in here, so mm-hmm. we're probably gonna learn real quick. Although yeah. we probably already figured it out. So, so how did Dean do in that debate? Like, you actually watched it? Yeah, I watched it, and uh, th- there was another debate just even a few days before that where it was just between him and Marianne Williamson, uh, and it was it was an interesting debate. I mean, I, I didn't buy any of the arguments Chank Uger was saying that I'm I'm allowed to be present. I was, you know, it was one of those things that once you hear it, he was basically saying that after slavery that that means that all of these rights are afforded to everybody including uh people of a different uh national origin uh so he he was out there claiming that you know uh you you don't need to be a born citizen of this country to run for president uh that's never been uh supported for a general election ballot in the history what, of our country. I don't country. understand his argument here. After slavery, what, what was the... Dis- He's like- saying after after slavery, after the 14th Amendment, when all rights are supposed to be afforded to all people within the uh, United States, that you cannot withhold the right to be able to run for public office. Is That's his argument. And... He's won in a couple of states. He's going to be listed on Minnesota's presidential ballots in the Democratic primary because of uh, uh, Ken Martin. And so Ken Martin is putting him on the ballot. Why is Ken Martin putting him on the ballot? My theory, this is this is just an idea. I, I don't know, but this is just an idea. This is what I would guess. Why is he putting Chank Uger on the ballot? Because then he can make the argument when they're going to try to remove Trump from the ballot in the general election at the Minnesota Supreme Court. What is he going to argue? Well, we put a constitutionally unqualified person on our Democratic primary ballot. So what does that mean? Un- what is Ken Martin going to say? Unconstitutionally qualified, you know, people who are not constitutionally qualified can be on the primary ballot, but not the general. That's what Ken Martin's going to do. They're going to try to take Trump off the ballot. He's using Chank Uger as a pawn to be able to get that done in my mind. I mean, why else would he put someone who cannot become the president on the primary ballot? I kinda it doesn't wanna, make sense. I kind of want to keep the show going just to see how far down the, the like all the yeah. conspiracy angles we go with Jesse. I'm just kind of speechless here. Jesse, <laughs> keep uh, going. Where else are we going? Jesse, tell, tell me about 9-11. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous to get into that one. If, you know, I'll start well, saying Well, we're waiting. We're hovering at 73%. We, 
We need to, I don't know, we need to be in the 90s before we know how the night's going to end. I mean, Bird Brain could still surge. Yeah. She's within two points of DeSantis. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Nyla? <laughs> yeah. Inside job. <laughs> By the way, if you go back to that map, she's <laughs> actually mean, got a couple I mean, obviously inside counties. job. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, where'd the plane go in the Pentagon? Where'd the <laughs> plane go? Oh, there's no plane. Even though a plane hit it, right? Okay. You know, I, I don't know. And, you know, the same thing. There's too much to get into, you know. Uh, the BBC reporting Twin Towers have fallen. What's in the background? The Twin Towers. <laughs> so, you know, it shows me some of it was predetermined. It, it all happened. It's all real. People died. But that doesn't mean that it wasn't predetermined by uh, benevolent actors in our, in, in our uh, dictator government. Yeah. I stand by it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, what about chemtrails? <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't know enough, but, you know, you look in the sky, you say, I don't think I hey, like have that. You, serious question. Um, I'm sure at some point you interface with uh, Q. By the way, uh, 74% <laughs> in Trump, 51.5%. DeSantis right under 21. And Nikki Haley is now under 19%. And Vivek has not moved at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you, I, I assume at some point you interface with Q. Uh, did you ever buy into those theories? No, ever? not myself. Yeah. No, it, it was one of those things I, I was always interested in. I always thought, that's cool. <laughs> I, I like that there's this cool online conspiracy. But, uh, and, you know, every once in a while you go on, you look through it, and you go, oh, that, that's interesting. I, I haven't thought about that in a while. But I don't take Q as uh, my truth. <laughs> I don't take that as uh, <laughs> where I'm getting my directions from because if that's where I'm getting my directions from, the directions are way too confusing. It doesn't make any sense. It's too it's too convoluted, and uh, I'd rather just have true information and not uh, secret messages coded. Brad says he's never heard Jesse's opinion on Epstein Island. <laughs> yeah. right, I say we do this. Uh, we'll go to that, and then we'll wrap things up. I think more. I don't know if he just took off or if he's. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like. What's that? Probably taking a leak. I was gonna say trying to get something to eat. So your thoughts on Epstein? Was it? Epstein's I think Epstein's island? innocent. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously it's a pedophile <laughs> island. You know, I, I don't oh know. God, I, I don't know everybody who. Uh, I don't know everybody who's been on there, but I mean, every single one of them needs to be taken down. Uh, and yeah, I mean, obviously, I, what do I think it was? Who was he really controlled by? I don't know. I think it was probably. I don't know. I, I don't even want to speculate. I, I got a couple of ideas, but I don't want to speculate right well, now. Well, we want you to speculate. We're up to I, 77% I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it right now. 77% uh, reporting. Hold on one second, Jesse. 50, oh, uh, yeah. Trump's at 51%. DeSantis. So it seems to be pretty consistent. DeSantis is uh, two points over bird brain. Um, there's two counties that haven't reported, it looks like. Otherwise, uh, Trump is running the gamut here across this the the whole state of iowa mm-hmm. by the way look how neat those uh, counties are nice yeah square counties no they great they have a perfect system wow. for dividing their uh county lines yeah 99 county you know maybe they could throw 100 in there if they you would want 100 up. yeah yeah just to make it I, I don't know why 99 number. but you know uh, i i do like the way that they do it because it's just that's just the cleanest way of doing it mm-hmm. all right so uh where did i leave off here um Epstein. What, yeah. Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about the uh, 
Trump speculation, 78% coming in. It's just seem, it seems like it's going to hold steady at these numbers, by the way. But yeah. anyhow, the, the Trump allegation, did you give that any time of the day? Like the, the girl who said she saw Trump or, or friend of hers or whatever acquaintance? Yeah, I, I don't think it makes any sense. I, I looked into it a little bit. It's been a, It's been a tiny bit since I was reading through everything on that. But based on what I was seeing, it seemed like... Uh, it seemed like someone who was trying to make a little bit of money by <laughs> name dropping Trump, and that's that's the biggest way to get rich. You want to accuse Trump of something, and uh, and uh, the, the mainstream media will prop you up. And now we got the corrupt courts who will rule in your favor. So mm-hmm. that, that's just part of the part of the thing. You know, I, I know the E. Jean Carroll case. Apparently, there's another one coming up, and uh, and uh, yeah, the defamation case. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. And uh, that's the lady that George Conway. Him. You know, the the guy who used to be yeah. married to Kellyanne Conway. Oh, they got divorced? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. And um, I can't believe they hung yeah, up. Yeah, they shouldn't. Yeah. I don't know either. <laughs> that whole thing, it was almost one of those things, I, I don't know if I trust them. It's one of those things where you, you look at them and you just go, are they just both trying to play these different opposite sides so they get all the information so that they're really the power players? I don't know. But then they got divorced, so maybe that's not the case. Maybe they're just two different people who ended up getting you know going different ways in politics but Mm. it is very weird to have your husband saying trump's a dictator and your wife's working in the administration so i I don't know all the details there but apparently george conway just just think about that trump's a dictator and your wife is helping out his (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, it's it's unbelievable it doesn't make any sense and but he apparently he was on cnn and said i'm going to be in the in the deposition files what the hell does george conway got to do with you know E. Jean Carroll, you know, that crazy nut uh, nutbag, you know, I don't know. Uh, it just shows me that, you know, this is an establishment con job j- just as we expected. Uh, and there, there's so many things that are going to be permitted into evidence that don't belong there. Uh, but we're at where we're at. And uh, I, I think the only way that we can move forward is just continue to expose the fraud. And uh, I think a lot of people are seeing through it. Gotcha. All right. Well, I think we're going to end it here at 78%. Um, looks like Trump is going to be, it was assuming he stays over 50% and DeSantis is going to come in second. So, you know, no one really shocked the world here tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, the polling was somewhat accurate. I guess the big thing was the big story, in my opinion, is Nikki Haley couldn't beat DeSantis. She had the, uh, the whatchamacallit the um network uh, the coke network right mm-hmm. americans for prosperity endorsing her and that didn't boost her over uh desantis's numbers and all the work by desantis going into this and he he can't even break 25 percent yeah. um so he's not even half of what donald trump is and then vivek <laughs> i mean w- there's no changed. path forward for vivek oh. what's that just changed uh yeah it's 79 percent where did, where did the nikki healy things go Oh, yeah. You're saying she lost it? Looks like it to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, Webster County. That was one of them. But once again, it's like, yeah, we, we don't and, know if uh, it's another gonna... one, too. But, yeah. Crazy. Dang. Trump sweep, baby. Trump <laughs> sweep. <laughs> you know what? You know, get on the train or get run over. I That's what was, I say. Was... You know, it's over. Time for them to drop out. It's Trump 2024. It's over. Well, when you think about Trump, you would think he just wants to basically get everything. Um, 65% in Ringgold County, which is on the southern border. Um, 77% in Lyon County, which is just south of um, Minnesota. Uh, Worth County, 66% in. Mitchell County, 41% in. 
these are areas where Trump is doing really well. So my opinion is Trump is probably just going to continue climbing um, or staying relatively flat. Because when you kind of look around and you look at, I mean, really, we have no results from Franklin County and no results from Jefferson County. Those are the two white spots on the map. Um, other than that, it seems like a lot of the um, – oh, more just texted me, says, I got to run. Well, you forgot your hat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your hat is Your in. hat is in here. We're wrapping things up. <laughs> <laughs> the president of Action for Liberty. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's – Mort's a morning person. Oh, that's like, crazy. I, I do feel – guilty but you're the one that said no we got to wait till the results come in mort i was just doing what you were saying you wanted and the results <laughs> and then i'm like watching him and he's like starting to get tired i'm exhausted over here i know you well okay <laughs> but donald trump like isn't 4 i get um, it oh jeez. So, yeah and we get busy this time of year with work stuff so i got a bunch of work things brewing yeah by the way part-time president he actually has a full-time job so forgot to mention that yep well full-time effort he still he still has another job, another day job, yep. just like as a legislator. In fact, I think you'll get more done here than you did at the Capitol because why the game it's is not is tough. Rigged. It's not the game tough is rigged to over get there. More things done outside of a Capitol. All right, seventy nine percent Trump uh, wins, fifty one percent. By the way, I don't know why I'm ignoring the fact you're an early morning riser too, Bridget. So um, mm-hmm. not as early, but these days I have to be early. There you go. <laughs> Mort's looking at me because I always came in like 10, <laughs> 15 early minutes riser. late. <laughs> like late every day. Was she really? Oh, yeah. yeah. And he didn't fire One day However, she no. Yeah, kind of. The day we but made you, a bet. Yeah, but you said you can be in at this time, but I like if you came in earlier, but you never said I had to be in. Yeah, I really didn't care. It was just the day that <laughs> so we made a bet. So there was a slight. Then I try to lock her out, but <laughs> people don't know yeah. that. Bri- Do people know Bridget was your legislative uh, assistant? I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> She's always down for. But I rise earlier now, so. <laughs> she, you you worked for the one legislator that didn't make you wear a mask. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> or you don't have to get a vaccine either. We're the only two that never wear a mask. There you go. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to end it right there. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Uh, special episode. We won't be back tomorrow on Tuesday. Uh, K-Wall, thank you. Good to see you. Glad the Wild won, it looks like. So, uh, we'll and Glenn be back. was here, too. I just wanted to say that. Who's that? Glenn was here in the very beginning. I did see mm-hmm. Glenn was up there. Yes, hi, Glenn. So we'll be back on Thursday at 1 o'clock with the next episode. Take care and God bless. Um.